Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about um well welcome along to the latest of our specials where we're taking a look at gustav Litten. yes gustav Litten. did you know his name was gustav i'd read it it's not it doesn't feature in the programs i don't think does it's it? not in the program but it no. is in the attack of the cybermen novel which was written right. by eric saywood so i guess it it's canon isn't it it's a, yeah, I think it's I think it's canon. I'm not entirely sure that written by Eric Saywood is a, a badge of uh, quality, but uh, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. Okay. So these two stories that we're, yes. we're we're talking about. I mean, I don't know about you, but but both stories for me, there are bits in it that I really like, and there's bits in it that I absolutely can't stand. And if those things that I can't stand weren't there or were better. I think I would like the stories even more. Yeah, they, it's a weird. They're a weird pair of stories. Um, Eric Saywood himself describes the script for Resurrection as the worst script ever written in the history of man, uh, which I think is a bit of an overstatement. Um, but they're they're a really weird pair. I I'll, I'll throw my um, my sort of hat into the ring at the moment. I prefer Attack of the Cybermen to Resurrection of the Daleks, and I think that's because I Colin. Think Attack, well, Colin by far, uh, but I think Attack of the Cybermen has has some humour to it, uh, and it's they they both have the same strengths and weaknesses. And boy, are some there's some weaknesses in these stories, but there's also some good strengths. But I think Attack seems to have a bit of a tongue in its cheek, whereas Resurrection is completely po faced and thus comes across as as quite infantile. I think quite grim and. It it strikes me as that that resurrection feels like it's the teenage story. It's like the fifteen year olds written mm-hmm. it, whereas resurrection feels like sort of the mid twenties, where it's got a bit more life under its belt and it realizes that not everything has to be super grim and dark. Um, but they're de- definitely thematically very very similar. Mm. Um, mm. I, I mean, I suppose the perhaps the thing to ask is could you sum up the plots no well i mean really i mean (laughs) today we're just focusing on Lytton, aren't we but so we're coming back to both stories when we do the cyber the 80s cyberman we do the 80s daleks when we do the davros episode we'll be coming back to these stories quite a bit but yeah there's an awful lot in these stories that don't make sense um, yeah, I think I think the, the the biggest problem is there's just too many plot lines. Um, it feels like a first draft on both of them that that no, you know because I do, whenever I write anything I'll write it and I'll think it's the best thing ever and I'll read back through it and then go oh let's take this out and this out and this out and this. And I get the feeling this feels like a first draft, like like he's he's just written down fifteen pages of of notes. 
and then they went, oh, that would do. Um, it's really, I've, I've got this sort of weird love-hate relationship with Eric Sayward's writing um, and his script editing. I think the man has an ear for dialogue. He writes some cracking dialogue. Mm -hmm. But I think he has no concept of, of plot or linear storytelling. I just don't think he's got it in him. You've just almost word for word described your feelings on Stephen Moffat. Yeah, yeah, they're very similar. Well. Yeah, very, very similar writers. There's a. It's like if you if you see some interviews with Terence Dix and people like that, and there's also a a, a, a written interview, sadly not filmed, with um, I can never I can never pronounce his name. It's the old Universal Monsters writer Kurt Siodmak. I I I can. I can never pronounce it. I've never heard it said. Um, and they're basically, they're old school writers where they can pull a plot together out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's a real talent, I think. Um, whereas I think Eric Sayward and certainly S Stephen Moffat, they're both dialogue writers. If someone else had a plot, if someone else comes up with a plot and goes, can you flesh out these characters for me? Oh my God, you are the winning formula there. Yes. But ask them to do the plot as well. And, it just doesn't work. I mean, the resurrection. I was I was going through trying to sort of jot down what the plot points are, and I got to about eight, and I thought this is and none of the one none of those eight make any sense whatsoever. No, you know. But when you're watching it, it's one of those. I'm not a great fan of of TV or films that you watch and you switch your brain off. But you can enjoy. Sometimes you can enjoy it. Sometimes it's a good. You know, like I like me a good Godzilla film, and I would never claim that they're particularly watertight plots. Um, but you're watching this, and I think Attack covers up the the lack of plot better. Whereas with Resurrection, you've got a more limited group of people, more limited sort of locations, and you start to when they're wandering around the the warehouse for the umpteenth time, you start to think about the plot a bit more. Mm. And that's when it loses it for me. It's like, uh, and it's I also mean, horribly, um, horribly serious. It is it. very serious. It's very po-faced. There's yeah, yeah. There's not an awful lot of humour in there. Yeah. But when you say limited characters, I mean the problem I've got. I I, I remember watching this, you know, um, and wanting to really really like it because hey it's got daleks it's dalek troopers yeah. it's uh oh. davros you know yeah. it's it's ticking all the right boxes but the big problem i've got with resurrection of the daleks is some of the characters i.e the hideous planks of wood that we've got yeah. in here the atrocious acting from some of the people and the miscasting of you know the play school woman yeah awful. chloe ashcroft cannot act Cannot act um, at all. Rodney Bues, uh, I, lo I, I loved. Yeah. I love the likely lads, yep. but in this, no, 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 no. He's yeah. not convincing what? in the slightest. And when he tries to say, "I'm a Dalek agent," and tries being, you know, serious, yeah, it's, it's like, oh dear. I, well, I think my third note down is Rodney Bues is annoying from the get-go. He's, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't help that his character makes no sense. The fact, I mean, the, the fact that he's a Dalek agent makes no sense at the end of what we've seen. None of it makes any sense. And he's playing a particularly annoying person. But, yeah, I just I just can't take him seriously as an actor. No. Um, and, and Chloe Ashcroft, like I said, whatever made... Because you can look at people like Brian Cann and you can go, okay, he's on, he's on Play Away. 
but he started life as an actor. Now, I can't think of anything else that Chloe Ashcroft has been in as an no. actor. No, so I think what, it's play school, then this. So, what, yeah, yeah, there you go. Why? Yeah. That's what you can say about an awful lot of John Nathan yeah. Turner uh, um, casting choices. Yeah. What made you choose that person? Yeah. Yeah. It's not and a it's selling like, point. It wasn't in all the papers. No. Hey, look, Chloe from Play School's this, in Doctor Who. This feels entirely like friend casting. You know, it's like it could be. She, she's on her uppers, and the director goes, I, well, "I tell you what, I got, I've got a little part for you. Can you die convincingly, or not at all? Oh, we'll get around it. You'll be okay." Um, no one dies in this in Resurrection convincingly. <laughs> Everyone oh. dies in a in a particularly embarrassing fashion. I mean, on the space station, I love Rula Lenska. She's 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 one of the bright spots in this entire thing. Oh, I don't know. No, I, really, I think she's as like, oh. wooden as anything as, See, as I, well. Yeah, yeah, I like Rula Lenska. I, I could I think I could watch it all day. But uh, but everyone else on the spaceship, the I the t- guy she's with is rubbish. The 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 hard acting girl is just pathetic. Yeah, I mean it doesn't help. I mean, design. Everything's wrong design-wise. There's not one nice costume in any of this that is not a, a, a real-life costume. All of the design costumes are terrible. Um, all of the hats, without exception, are terrible. Um, all of the acting, other than I have to say it, uh, Lytton is is rubbish. Lytton, Morris Colburn is just brilliant. He's mm-hmm. he, he's the he's one of the him Terry Malloy, who is great as Davros. Um, Peter Davison has got some good scenes, but isn't I don't know. Was this I think this was the story. Was this a story where they announced he was leaving or something, or he announced? Because yeah, he's not. I don't know. There's something off with his performances. Mm. Turlo might as well not be in it. I I like Turlo as a character. And I like the actor Mark Strickland, but he might as well not be in it. And um, Tiga is like she gets she gets injured midway through and spends most of the time laying down. The she soldiers does. are all rubbish. The the replicants I can't see what they bring to the story. No, it's it's just it, it, it's wall to wall shoddiness. The well, Daleks look awful. Let's let's go through the shoddy bit yeah, okay, by bit, yeah. shall we? So yeah, the first shuddy time. Ted, shuddy. Yeah, as I say, we're just focusing on the Lytton yes. moments. Okay, yep. um, so yeah, the first time we see him, it's right at the beginning. We've got yep. you, you know we see him in police uniform with two constables. Yeah, looks good. One of the constables is the um, uh, is isn't he? The, he's also the constable off of um, Goodnight Sweetheart, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I think so. I reckon I was. Oh, he's, did, did he own his own uniform, perhaps? I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, well, that, there they are. They're yeah. in Shad Thames. They're on the yeah. banks oh, of that, the Thames. That, that was so sad. It's like seeing Docklands like that. Um, it's gone, isn't it? I remember when it was all yeah. grubby like that. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. many a time I used to walk through there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's all gone. Yeah. Looks good, though. I mean... It's... It, it's dead atmospheric, isn't yeah. it? You oh, know, yeah. and um, you know, and there they are, and they've gunned down this bunch of escapees in second-hand outfits. Yeah, um, so I've got that old costumes galore. <laughs> it reminded me. Did it remind you of um, uh, Destiny? No, no, no. I was thinking of Blake Seven. You know, when Serverland's on the oh, yes, on, on yeah. the planet bidding. On, yeah. on the slaves and that. Yeah. And you've got any old outfit that they could find. It is, yeah. This is the classic. And Destiny of the Daleks did it as well with the slaves, where it's like, 
go into the BBC uh, costume department and just grab what you want. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is the right mi- mish- mi- mishmash. Can't yeah, say I, the word. I noticed uh, a pirate planet. Um, yeah. Uh, helmet in there. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, there's a few things. I mean, there's one guy wearing a um, almost like a British World War Two battle dress. Mm. I think what? what the, it's so strange. But yeah, so the it's quite a strong opening. But I don't know. I don't know whether it is the right sort of opening for Doc Two. Yeah, so these police, they run out, these policemen appear and machine gun them down. Machine gun them down. Yeah. This is Eric Saywood. So, yeah, they yeah. get machine gunned. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Linton gets a nice close-up when he, he walks into frame and yeah. he uses what looks like a kid's toy radio or something. Yeah, um, he looks good make... in uniform. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he looks yeah, excellent. Um, and he makes the dead bodies disappear. Yeah. And himself, and well, the weapons of the two yeah. constables who stay behind. Well, they, I I don't understand this. So this effect that they use is the same one they use for the time corridor. So I'm presuming that they're sending them back into the future, which makes sense. You don't yes. bother to learn about. But later on, they sort of maintain that you've got to go from the warehouse because that's where the end of the the uh, the time corridor is. Yeah, maybe Lytton can do it because he's got that toy radio on him. Nobody oh, it else could, has. It, it you could know. be. But then why why keep using that warehouse that they know has been compromised? Mm. It, yeah, the, that's another thing. The t- whole time corridor idea makes no sense whatsoever. Well, we find out much, much later on the Daleks are hiding things yeah. there. They've decided to choose a warehouse in London in 1984. Yeah, so the I mean, the whole plot is mad. So the Mavellan virus is being hidden on Earth. Yes. And I couldn't work out whether the Daleks hid it there or the Mavellans did. Um, the Mavellans haven't been to Earth, as no, far as we well, know, have know. they? We don't, we don't see them here. They won the war, but we don't see them here. Um, but they, yeah, they just decide to hide this in the past. Uh, you know, I don't know why. Why in the past? I don't why, know. Why, why are these two points linked, other than this vague thing where they say, oh, we, we wanted the time corridor to... Uh, lure the doctor in. Why did you want to lure the doctor there? He foils your plans yeah. every time. Don't just don't do it. And then right at the end, they they're going on about they're also going to use the thing for taking over Gallifrey. It's like what? Do one thing at a time, Daleks. Too God many sake. plots. Too many plots. Too yeah. many plots spoil the episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we've, yeah. we've got this time corridor then, yeah. haven't we? And yeah. So so they go back up, don't they? They go back up to the the ship that's in the future via the time corridor. That was a shamble. The escape was prevented. They got out of the warehouse. It should never have happened. And who ordered the use of machine pistols? Standing orders. Nothing anachronistic is to be taken to earth. So instead, we slaughter valuable specimens. Next time, stun lasers are to be used. It was an unfortunate mistake. Make it your last. Otherwise, the next execution squad will be coming for you. They, they do make... Because I was thinking, oh, why are they using uh, little, like, machine pistols? It's a bit grim they do make a sort of line about it don't they where where Lytton says why did we why did we use machine guns why didn't we yeah use he lasers? says yeah, you stun- can't use anything anachronistic yeah he says but Lytton Lytton didn't want them killed he was like oh, bloody hell more <laughs> it took us ages to get these slaves you just keep killing them why um, did they br- yeah. I mean there's a missing scene here where yes. just before you see Lytton ar- arrive the machine pistols arrive but why yeah. did they c- come back to the Dalek ship. I mean, later on, those two constables have weapons still. Yeah. So, so 
well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Other than I don't know whether it was some sort of weird nod to because think of the, the when this was released, some weird nod to Terminator, where in Terminator you can't time travel with machines, and I I just I think it's some sort of weird misunderstanding of that. Right. It's just yeah. It, it, otherwise, what I don't know what the point of that is mm. at all. Well, when he arrives, he's not very happy, is he? No. You know, and, um, yeah, he's not happy that these escapees, apparently these escapees were escaped prisoners. Yes. So these escaped prisoners were on the Dalek ship and but decide... What were they doing? What were they doing? You never see another escaped no. prisoner on that Cause, ship. Because unlike most Dalek stories, there's no mine to work in here. Because normally, yes. Terranation, he, like, he likes to have a mine for people to work in. Unless there's a, like an, you know, perhaps there's a, like a holodeck mine for them to work in on the ship. <laughs> maybe, the are so maybe. Logical, yeah. They've got to go, well, we've got, a, we've got a holodeck mine, we've got to have slaves in it. Um, yeah, I don't know what these prisoners are doing. I, at first I thought, oh, I wonder if these are like the original people that they've now replicated. You know, they, they've created... Oh copies of but they never really mentioned that so are you suggesting that the, like those the people we saw they were were important people they've cloned yeah. them and they're off doing whatever they're doing on yeah. whatever planet they come from and these are the originals which you put to slave labor and then they've decided to try and escape yeah i, th- I mean that's the only thing i can think of as to why they would be on the dalek ship hmm i can't i mean what else unless they're like i don't know polishing things or Mm. Cleaning up. Um, Lytton is dressed yep. as a as a police officer, yes. right? So, so presumably he and those other two guys are transferred down to 1984 London and somehow get some police outfits. I don't know if they go to a fancy well, dress shop or they just and, nobble and some, some policemen pistols. and machine pistols yeah. as well. Yeah, I suppose in this in the post next generation Star Trek world we can sort of go, well, they might have replicators, might they? I don't know. But yeah, it, I get the feeling, because this isn't the first time they've gone to Earth in 1984, is it, by this time corridor? So I don't know how long they've been prattling about in this warehouse. Um, but yeah, Lytton, I, I, yeah, did they kill some policemen and steal their uniforms? Were the policemen armed with um, <laughs> automatic some, weapons? Yeah. yeah. Seems yeah. unlikely. It's all very odd, this, because, you know, this isn't I, I mean, the Dalek ship isn't just sitting there in the future. It's on the way to a space yes, station, yeah. isn't it? Um, because the next time we see Lytton, he's in a very Federation trooper boiler suit. Um, but with, yeah, like you say, the most atrocious beaky cap. Yes, these caps are really stupid. I don't know what what they were thinking of. There are, I, I get the feeling they're trying to do a little bit of the old um, Imperial cap from Star Wars, something like that. But well, it they just cocked looks, it up. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it awful. It, it looks like look, it looks like they've met, someone's made him a cosplay of a crow because the the peak literally it comes out like eight inches, doesn't it? And it's pointed. It's a proper beak. Yeah, they are. It's, it's rubbish. It's, He's Captain I, Beaky. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Commander Lytton, no, Captain Beaky. Uh, that's going to lose a lot of the audience. Aren't <laughs> <it>? yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, I'd forgotten these caps because I remember I remembered the um, Thunderbirds caps later on, and I remembered the Dalek helmets. But then I saw these watching it 
the other day and it's like oh, oh what's this you wouldn't want to wear that while you're cosplaying would you no no one's gonna no one's gonna cosplay as litten in this get up at mm, all no all right well he commands the ship to go to battle speed um yeah. and we've got to fast forward past all the atrocious acting that's going on in other, some of the other subplots yeah. um and uh yeah we get this bad video compositing as the dalek ship attacks the space station and yeah. then um <laughs> docks with, on with the world's wimpiest lasers yeah the, yeah the video effects in this era they're yeah. not good are they um no we're used to that though aren't we? this yeah you know yeah um we know from the planks of wood on the space station that they've got yeah. a prisoner but this, this is weird as well isn't it so they we know it's davros everyone knows it's davros but they maintain this this sort of mystery who's the prisoner who's it's like it's davros they show davros at one point um and then these people they they know they're guarding davros yet they're surprised when it's the daleks that are mm. attacking them yeah who who would do you think it was going to be mm. it is a good entrance yeah. by the daleks though i like i like the way when they oh, yeah, when they first come in you've got some really good music well, this is um i mean the music's really good in this i i like the music in resurrection um and this yeah this battle scene because this is the bit they they would show on all the trailers beforehand yeah. on this and and it's really good it's like daleks coming around and then they immediately go run away run yeah. away um because they've mined the floor and the daleks didn't think of this didn't, and didn't even spot it yeah yeah um do you get the feeling that uh uncle eric your namesake um <laughs> he doesn't really like this program does he he doesn't like Doctor Who. What in what way? Well, I because he he writes the Daleks as totally useless. Yes. Yeah. He writes so the Daleks are useless, and the Daleks need Eric Sayward's creation. <laughs> they need Litten, otherwise they're useless. And the Doctor's useless in this, and almost every Eric Sayward story, the Doctor is useless. He, he's sidelined to the point of why bother. And I just I get the feeling that that Eric Sayward just did not like working on Doctor Who. You've said before that he yeah. focuses far more on his creations. Yeah, yeah he's, that's all he's interested in. And as it goes on, it gets worse and worse and worse. And I don't know whether it's just he's, he was bored, you know, bored with writing stories involving characters that he that he can't progress at all. You can't have any character development for the Doctor in this period in Doctor Who's history. You can't change anything. So it's, it's got to be a boring character to write for. Mm. Um, but most most writers tend to, or most decent script editors tend to counter that. And and I don't know. It just I just get a feeling that he he would have been much happier on like you know the Sweeney or the Bill or mm. something a bit more gritty. I think mm. he just wanted to do gritty, didn't he? Yes, yes. And th- those bits he does. I mean, I I, th- I think the guy is. He writes some good stuff as far as dialogue and, and scenes and that. He can't plot, but I don't think he's suited to Doctor Who at all. No, no. I mean, I as I say, I used to like this because you've got Daleks in yeah. it. You've got two Daleks blow up here and we finally get this really decent shots of the dead Carlids, yeah. which I, I remember back then really liking and I still yeah. really like them now. They are excellently done, I think. Well, I, I was a teenager when this sort of came out and I loved it. I, I thought this was like this was this is what Doctor Who should be. Oh, gritty! Oh, people keep getting killed. And of course, you watch it now, and it's it's so shallow. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I I remember beforehand when they were advertising this, and it was like, oh my god, the Daleks back because we hadn't seen them since Destiny. Mm. Um, actually, actually, five Doctors won it. We saw one, but we saw one down really a corridor. Count. Yeah, I don't really count. So this was like this was amazing that Davros was going to be back, and it was going to be big battle scenes. And, and I think as a as a watch it live and forget about it. I think it's sort these sort of work. It's, I think it's only because we're we're looking into them, mm. you know. But as I say, I mean there are bits like this that yeah. I really like, but there are yeah. other bits which counterbalance it and in some way tip it the other way. And it's yes. like uh, if they were better, I'd think I would have enjoyed this story a lot more. Um, there's, there's the rudiments of a good story here. Yeah, like I say I think it needed another couple of passes by a, a different writer or, you know, a team of writers or something just to, you know, just to, to put a bit more into it. Hmm. Yeah. What okay. can you, do you know why they're keeping Davos on the ship? Why? Yeah. He was why on earth. Wasn't yeah. he? He went back to earth to be sentenced. But what, a, why keep him alive at all? Mm. Surely they must know he must therefore then be a target for the Daleks to come after. Yes. Um, or even a target for the people that the Daleks have attacked to come after to get revenge. Mm-hmm. And then they thought, okay, we'll keep him on a spaceship instead, and then we'll we'll let that spaceship go to rack and ruin. And where is it? Where is this spaceship? Because I don't. Think, it's not meant to be orbiting Earth, is it? I don't think. Well, maybe it is because that, it's a time corridor. It's not a space yeah. corridor. No, but the Dalek ship isn't at the space station when we first see it. So. No. I don't. I don't know. I don't quite know the geography of any of this. Okay. Uh, but what, one thing I did like in this um, this battle scene is uh, the alien walls are back. Oh yes, yes. But they wobble so much later oh, on. Goodness, that was yeah. the problem. And um, um, there's milk crates everywhere, isn't there? Yeah, especially when he takes the panel off, and you yes. can see that that's a milk crate that he's well, lifting like, I, off. I like it when they're sort of going. We're going to build a barricade because I imagine the set designer went. We'll put some milk crates at the back. It's in the shadow. You won't see them. But anyway, we're going to build a barricade. Let's use those milk crates. No. Yeah. And boy, don't they look like oh, it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, these Daleks, the surviving Daleks, they yes. withdraw. Yeah, um, they, have a, they have a lovely argument with Lytton, don't they? Fools. I told you this would happen. They mine the corridor. We do not want excuses. The attack must continue. Only this time as I planned. You will show my respect for the Supreme Dalek. Your battle tactics won't work. Their position is too strong. You may proceed. We shall try your plan. But should you fail, you will be exterminated. It's a fabulous um, argument. Because, you know, he's basically bossing the Supreme Dalek around. He's bossing him around. I like the way he's told off by another Dalek, saying basically show some respect to the Supreme Dalek, but he completely ignores it. Well, no no one really really shows any respect or is frightened of these Daleks. They're they're described as having lost totally. Um, They're useless without human help. Yeah, they're not a good showing for the Daleks in uh, in this one, I don't think. Also, I I love the fact that 
and we and this is not limited <coughs> to this story but it shows up so badly in this story is why do the bbc guys never strip paint when they're repainting something i don't think they've got time do you know and here it yeah it's been globbed on hasn't it there's oh, multiple just, co- copies it looks like uh, it looks covered. like an old an old kitchen cupboard you know mm. that someone's painted over for the last 30 years like every summer let's paint the kitchen should we strip it back no um, it's awful. They look so, everyone moans about um, the Destiny Daleks, but these are really rough as well. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't get any stick. No. So, Supreme there, he says, yep. we're going to try your plan, but you know what's going to happen if you fail. Yeah. And, uh, and so they start off where you've got a guy lobbing a grenade into the fighting area, and that's yes. when the Daleks attack again. There, there were only four working Dalek props... All right. Oh, fair enough. They, uh, that's good direction because I never noticed that there was only four. Yeah, in this scene, there's only yeah. four, and at the very end, you've got the shootout in the warehouse. Yeah. There's six, but the two at the back are static, static right. ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these planks of wood, they go off to yeah. destroy the prisoner. We're going to be talking more about them when we come back yeah. to this story. Um, but I've also written down that the Daleks know somehow that the that the Doctor is in the warehouse back in 1984. Yeah, well, they, um, they, they, they wanted to attract him, didn't they? That's why they used the time card. And later on, they say um, it was a, a trap to lure in the Doctor. Mm. And it's like, but why? What, what was their, what, what, what's their plan here? Surely get Davos and bugger off. But how do they know he's arrived? There's no Daleks there. Well, isn't, is it um, Rodney Bues? Yeah, it's, Rod- um, it's, it's, yeah, it's somehow he's trying yeah. to like you know he, somehow he's transmitting information. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's that's what I put it down to. I, I mean, could, let's face it, could be anything, couldn't it? Mm, could be yeah. anything. But yeah, I thought I thought Stein was um, was. I mean, it doesn't quite work because we get cutaways to Stein where he's not acting like a Dalek agent. You know, like when his mate gets killed and he's absolutely cut up about it with no one watching and things like that but i get the feeling that he's he's there he's like the he's the perfect person that the doctor will latch on to someone that's scared someone that's mm. nervous you know and he's now Act, watching acting like doctor. a co- companion basically yes yeah basically yeah it, i mean if all he needed was to uh, put on a, a tight top and have a down blouse <laughs> moment and he would have fitted in yeah. okay well when we go back to you know the two planks of wood yes. who uh, you know are yeah, going to kill off Davros, to kill Davros. Yeah, I can't decide whether it's good direction or poor direction that you know we first see Davros Davros in a long shot and there's no big deal made of the fact that Davros um, is over in the corner. That, that was evidently a that was a mistake, wasn't it? That wasn't that that literally was a mistake so it, it might work story wise but that wasn't what they had planned he there was meant to be dry ice around him and he was meant to be a oh he a was meant to be completely covered yep, ah yep. so that it, is bad it, direction yeah and it was a it was a, just a mistake on the on the night and they used that shot or yeah it, it wasn't meant to be like that so when Lytton says release yep. Davros that was meant to be a big <gasps> yes it's Davros yeah moment. everyone was meant to squeal but we'd all gone yeah, we've, we've already seen, seen him yeah. oh look there's Davros over Davros there in his shower cubicle yeah yes. um, what yeah what do you think of um, the new Davros not as he was then? not at all uh, 
comparable to Michael Wishers no. at all. You get used to him because yeah. you don't have any other alternative, but I only have to watch Genesis of the Daleks again, and yeah. I, I'm reminded I, what, what a superb creation yeah. that Would version was. Michael Wisher in Genesis is just is possibly possibly one of the greatest Doctor Who characters of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas yeah, I I, like, I quite like Terry Malloy, but I think he works much better in um, Re- uh, in Revelation, where he's talking normally and talking to people in a normal way this in this and other stuff he seems to just shout at people yes yes. Uh, i much prefer it when he's you know because that was the whole thing with michael wisher was when he shouted that was like that's the moments where the hairs rise up on your neck because otherwise he's just a normal yes you know he's just talking normally um I don't like the mask. No, it, it, it's too curvy and too bumpy. Yeah. It's all too rounded, you know? Yeah, it it looks like a mask, doesn't it? It looks like someone sculpted this as a mask. Wasn't it called Ina Sharples? Yeah, the, fr- the frustrated Ina Sharples. Yeah, so I can see why as well, you know? Yeah, mm. it's, it's it does the job. I think it's okay. It's not. I'm just glad to see Davros back, you know. Yeah, well. um, but but yeah, it's no, it's not the same. It, it, it's really not the same. There is a winceable moment in this story, and I winced about it in the mid '80s, and I wince about it in 2020, which is when Lytton tells Davros oh, yes. they lost. Terry Malloy's <laughs> a choice of shock. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's it, it, it's like someone out of a sitcom. It's up there with old Chloe's yeah. acting yes. that that moment. It really I think, is. I think it would have been better if they'd have had Davros drinking a cup of tea at that point, and he goes, "What splutters?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's. I actually watched that again today. That little clip today, because I was looking for some YouTube stuff on it, and that clip was there. And I thought, "Oh no, oh what?" Again, though, this um, <clears throat> this story suffers from the produ- the production schedule on this story was was an absolute car crash. Um, so a lot of takes in this were either not, they weren't meant to be ones used or it was all they could get. Time was running out. This was the old 10 o'clock one. Uh. So, yeah. So I think a lot of things might have been reshot had they had the time to do this. Because mm. it's not a good, it's not a good take. No, no. Before we move on, one, one last comment about uh, Terry Malloy's Davros, yeah. and that is that Michael Wisher's Davros face looks like a cadaver, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it yeah, really does. Point, yeah. yeah, this Terry Malloy version, yes, does look like Ina Sharples, who's forgotten to put her teeth in, and without her teeth in, has been sucking on a lot of licorice but yes. because that black what, is just yeah, far why too is it black. So stained. Mm, been yeah. eating the licorice, too many yeah, licorice all yeah. sorts. I, I, I wonder if it was a case of they put the mask on and the, the join was so obvious that they went, I'll oh, just. Just it black it out. Black it out, yeah. Because mm. it does. It looks very, very weird. Um, he doesn't even look human anymore, does he? Oh, look, I know he's not a, from Earth, but he's a humanoid. But he doesn't look human in this, does he? No. Like you say, Michael Wishes Davros. Um, yeah, is a cadaver. I, I prefer. I must admit, I prefer this Davros to um, David Goodson's Davros. Yes. Yeah. Which is just like what? <laughs> All right, plank of wood number two. Yes. Um, 
he dies terribly, and I mean, you, you know, acting-wise, yeah. terribly. Where he goes all gooey. What's happening to yeah. me? You know, that's an that that's a winsable moment as well. I think you could uh, you could do a top ten of the silliest deaths in this story, couldn't you? Mm. It would be. I mean, I think the top spot would be. Uh, oh, it'd have to be. It'd have to be Chloe Ashcroft. Oh man, I yeah, think. that screaming, that yeah. is grating, isn't it? Yeah, it's just. Uh, oh. Do you know what, this again? This is one that I watch with my family, and at first, when it first starts, you think, "Oh, this is Doctor Who back on form. Look, people getting killed." And then, as the story goes on, you start going, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" And then Chloe gets killed, and it's like, "Oh, I'm going to bed." <laughs> yeah, it's it's just embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Um, it next, okay, we've got Lytton and his men, and now they've got their full Dalek trooper yes. armor on. Now, yeah. you 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 were referencing at the beginning. Uh, you, you know your highs and lows of the story. What do you think of this outfit? I, I like the uniform. I hate the helmets. I can see what they meant because there's one shot, and I think they they were designed for this. So there's one shot uh, earlier on when in the darkened warehouse a trooper steps in front of the windows, and you see the silhouette, and it does look a bit like a Dalek. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, that oh, that's actually that's quite clever. But then when you see them and they're not silhouetted. They look really stupid. See, you and I are having a rare disagreement. Oh, do you here like them? Because oh, I, I bloody them. love the helmets. Really? I love the whole look. I, I, I could very, very cheerfully troop at really? a con dressed as a Dalek trooper. I, yes. The uniform, yeah. I like the uniform. I just, yeah, I don't like how. Have you ever thought of making one? Right. Here we go. Oh, I was I, just about to mention have this. You've got your bullcocks out. I, no, I am such a fan yeah. of this Dalek helmet I can remember in the mid 80s I had had what five years by that time back in like 1980 I had bought a Don Post Darth Vader helmet right I've still got it actually it's up on my shelf I've still got it the point about a Don Post uh, Darth Vader helmet is the top half detaches from the faceplate okay with a bit of velcro so if you take the faceplate away and plonk just the the helmet bit on it looks a bit like a dalek trooper helmet and i can remember when this came out really considering cutting up my don post no. helmet yeah sticking a, a dalek stalk on the front and finding yeah some bullcocks and stick it all around the bottom bit i actually was going to do it thank god i didn't because i would have ballsed it up something chronic if you forgive the pun um yeah that oh i i can just I'm just thinking of you thinking back, going, I destroyed a dumb test hell. Yeah, that's what I would have done. I, 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 back in 85, I was no good. I didn't have a bloody clue what I was doing. I would have completely ruined it, you know. Do, Luckily, do you, do you I not, never did. Do you not worry you that it's, it's got a big dildo on the front of it? Though? What I like, I don't mind that because if it had been a gun... And they'd been doing a sort of like yeah. Silurian third eye, you know, glowing yeah, I, thing. that would have made sense. I yeah, suppose. but I wouldn't have liked that. I like the really? fact that they've got, yeah, a dildo on the front. but n- What's it doing? Its only purpose is that Lytton grabs hold of it. It's a handle for taking the helmet on and off, you know? <laughs> I suppose, yeah. That seems to be yeah. the only purpose <laughs> for it. But no, I, I, I disagree with you. I, I love yeah. the helmets. The bit I don't like is the visor, the clear bit. Oh, the is uh, afterwards, but... It's it, it's painterly a motorbike 
yeah. one of those or you know you know safety mask things because you can see the two holes that are meant to clip inside the helmet are just there aren't they yeah i mean you can it would be fairly simple to make because it looks like it's a um a safety helmet with a plastic skirt around it fiberglass skirt and stuff stuck on it so i think you can make one weirdly though um I, w I went to a convention, oh, when would that have been? It would have been about 80, it was when Sylvester McCoy, so 88, something like that. Went to a convention at a local school in Oxford, and in the auction, they had John Nathan Turner was a guest, and he bought loads and loads of props and bits, and he was basically saying, which I respected him for, that the stuff started to go for very high prices. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, no, no, the kids in the room can't afford that. So he was going, he was like, he told a, um, a, uh, uh, oh, the, the hel it was, it was a helmet from a faceplate from, uh, I think, uh, Androids of Tower or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was like going, um, what you got kid? Five. Yeah, you go. It's yours. And they got, he sold one of these helmets and I think it, it went for about 40 or 50 quid. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, so you'd have loved that. I would have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I, if I see somebody selling one and I could afford yeah. it, I'd have one. I really yeah. would, and I, I, I would troop him one. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm I, I'm a Federation trooper, aren't I? Yeah. Um, but I, I could easily have him hanging alongside that a Dalek trooper one, yeah. and I would happily well, go they, out in as one of them. They've got a touch of the uh, they got a touch of the Death Star helmets about them, haven't they? In uniforms, they look like the Death Star, you know, the the samurai style. Yes. Yeah. Um, draconian marauder style helmet um i just don't like I, it's never it's never been something i looked well, at right. and thought that's matching <laughs> i what do you think of the body armor because that's a bit star like the wars the chest plates uh, yeah. are, are a bit um you know stormtrooper style yes. aren't they i like I, the color coding on them as well yeah. when when lytton's got his helmet off he the outfit I, I love that outfit i think it's really good it's it's very yeah it's very sort of stormtrooper stroke i mean it reminds me very much of modern stormtroopers of the space ball armor yeah know, it's that yeah. that stuff but yeah i i like that i think it's really nice uniform i can mm. see myself wearing that at a convention i just i'd i'd like him i'd carry the helmet around i think mm. um before we move on with the story yes. right Lytton. Let's just have a little talk about Lytton, all right? Yep. He is the head of this group of Dalek troopers, right? Yes. Working for the Daleks. So the Daleks have hired him because he. We find out in the next story that he's from a race of warriors, which who are mercenaries. Who yeah. are mercenaries? So does that mean all the other Dalek troopers on board are fellow mercenaries? I think so. I I, I think there is people. I mean. Right. I get feeling there. I don't know. It's never really said, but yeah, I always, I always took it that, and again, it's this thing of the Daleks are useless, so they need to hire Eric Saywood characters to help them get through. So I just, I imagine that this, these are all his men. Well, well, coming up, he, you know, he talks to a revived Davros, and yep. Davros is very dismissive. My Daleks don't need yes. troopers. Who are you, Commander Litton? Commander, my Daleks do not need troops. You'd still be in prison or dead if it weren't for my men. You speak so my Daleks are no longer capable of war. A lot has happened during your imprisonment. The war with the Morvelans is over. Yes, although casualties were very high. It is 
to be expected. I'm talking about Dalek casualties. Dalek casualties? They lost Davros. They were totally defeated. <laughs> I, I guess because the war, they lost the war, you know, they lost so many Daleks to the virus, they've had to, you know, bolster their ranks with mercenaries. Yeah. Yeah, so did that... I think the Daleks, once the, didn't he say something like, once the uh, the Mavellan virus took hold, the Dalek forces scattered and they were trying to limit contact and that. So I'm I'm presuming that they they started hiring mercenaries that were because they're immune from the Mavellan virus um, to fight for them. It seems a very undalicky thing to do. Mm. Mm. I don't think the Daleks would care one jot that they were getting this disease would they i think they would just still send their themselves into battle yeah um Litton as a character you know yeah. he, he he's he's been in a, a few spin-off things but I, the things he's been in i don't think fulfill his potential because here you've got an alien mercenary who's been around he knows an awful lot we're going to find out he knows about time lords he knows about the cybermen he knows this that and the other he knows about the mervellan war this is somebody who's traveled through time and space this is the anti-doctor isn't it this is yeah this is this is sort of the master without the camp Uh, i really like i think Lytton is one of the few sort of jnt era classic characters that were created um, i totally agree yeah i totally I, agree I, I i think the character he's got so much potential i must admit i've not i've not really followed any of the spin-offs uh, well there's not right that now. many and and I, <coughs> I, i'll tell you about those when we're done but i like the idea that you know because he quite gleefully tells davros that the Daleks lost the Mavellan War and I like the idea rather than him just reading up on a computer about it he was actually there he's he's experienced some of these wars he's seen the Mavellans he's fought maybe alongside Daleks against Mavellans well he's got he's got zero um, he's got zero respect for the Daleks fighting prowess and I think you would only get that if you've seen them fighting so yeah I agree 100% there that that he's he's been fighting with the Daleks for a while. And I can see this being part of his downward arc where he could see that just fighting for someone that can afford you probably isn't isn't the most um isn't the best thing to do if you're worried about sort of honour, is it? It's because you're only as good you're only as good or as well led as the people that can afford you and I think he's got no respect for the Daleks as a, so, a warrior force. I love the fact that in his conversation with Davros he's almost goading him. I think he's seen straight away that Davros's weakness is his pride and he's just he's needling him every word he's saying he's poking that stick in. Oh, I love yeah. it and I think and Morris Colburn Oh my god, what a good actor. Oh no, he is brilliant. And you yeah. know, this goading of Davros is he's gonna do something similar yeah. to the doctor in the next story, yeah. you know. Alright. Well we've got to fast forward um to Dirty Den fiddling with Davros's skirt. Who uh um, as as Lytton tells Davros again about how the Daleks lost. Quite gleefully, he tells him. Yes. Tell me about the Dalek defeat. You already know most of it. The Daleks and the Mavellans were locked in an impasse. 
Each time their respective fleets attempted a stratagem, it was instantly anticipated and countered by their opponent's battle computer. Two totally logical war machines unable to outthink each other? Fascinating! If only I'd been there! But then the Mavellans found the answer. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Quickly, tell me. They developed a virus which exclusively attacks the Daleks. The fleet was destroyed. Those who survived went to separate parts of the universe to escape the risk of further infection and work on a cure. Have they succeeded? Not yet. So, they have returned to their creator. Like an errant child, they have come home once more. But this time, they will not abuse me. This time, I shall take my rightful place under the main being and under my control, the Daleks do one more become triumphant! Oh, he's um, loving it, he's loving it. This was Dirty Den, this was his, his first major role, wasn't it? Yeah, he had been in oh, something else yeah. before, but this is the first time he got close-ups and things like this. Yeah, because yeah. he, um, he was finding it very difficult, wasn't he, as a convicted well, killer. I don't want to say murderer, but yeah, he, he was finding work difficult, and then I think this director hired him, and then this was what kick-started his... Yes, he, he was on the, the up after yeah. that, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Basically, I mean, he starts filling Davros in about, you know, the Mervellan War yeah. and everything like that. Um, and to which Davros says, uh, fascinating, I wish I'd been there. But wasn't he there? That's Destiny of the Daleks. That's yeah. when they revive well, this, him for that. This is another issue I have with this story, is that it's almost like Eric Sayward is saying, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wipe out Destiny because the fans think it's crap, so I'm not going to... But then he takes bits from it, and it makes no sense. Davros already knows that he knows about There's the on-pass, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which also makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. This logical on-pass, it, oh, just it annoys me. But so I can see, I can understand why he kicked some of the stuff out. But why not kick it all out? Because mm. no one's really going to remember this. No, your average viewer hasn't got a clue about destiny or anything. Um, but yeah, it, he's talking as if he wasn't there. I've heard some fans say. It's because the, the stasis causes oh, memory no. loss. <laughs> As you start yeah. saying that, it's like, oh no, yeah, it's not going to yeah. be the hibern- uh, hibernation that's done it. Yep, yeah, he, he's lost his memory and that. But yeah, he no. was there. He knows. Also, when he's in hibernation, he actually says, 90 years I was fully conscious. So your memory hasn't yeah. gone then. You've, you've got a lot of bored. remembering to be doing in 90 years. Can you imagine what he witnessed in those 90 years? Shift after shift of wood people. Just- <laughs> Walking backwards and forwards. <laughs> All right, so um, no <laughs> so yeah, the Daleks. Yep, they can't find a cure for this virus. That's why they've sought Davros out. Yeah, so, they, for some for some reason they think Davros is going to know the cure. Yeah. Um, no, I don't mean he, he knows the pop group. He might do. <laughs> he might know. But no, he'll know the cure for the Mavellum virus. I don't know why they're thinking that. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm presumably the the Daleks hired it, the Daleks either hired Lytton and his men for the war against the Mavellan yeah. and now we've got a new mission for you, you've got to help us find Davros, or they've hired him because you can aid us find Davros. Uh, inside yeah. man, if you like, you know. But, but they but the Daleks were when 
so he's been he's been in prison ninety years. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was imprisoned, the Daleks already knew that that they couldn't win the battles. They couldn't. They were already starting to lose. They couldn't really do anything. Um, <coughs> so why did they wait ninety years to go after Davros? Maybe it takes ninety years to track him down. Yeah. Um, maybe it's ninety years until they find somebody like Lytton. And Lytton again has a mission that we haven't seen, where he is, yeah. you know, oh, on a. Ah, yeah, that's a good. That would be a good little story, wouldn't it? Where where Lytton's the one that, that does a like a Mission Impossible style thing to get the location of, yep. of where Davros is. That would have been a more interesting story than this one. Actually. I'm I'm seeing Lytton now as a sort of Mr. Ben character. Where yeah. he has all these adventures in different outfits, you know. Uh, you could have a you could have a series of adventures of Lytton where each week he's working for a different monster. Yeah, he's like Luther Arkwright, you know. He has all these adventures yeah. in different places and different yep. times. Same character, but but just in a completely different way to yep. what you've seen what? him before. That'd be excellent. Yeah, I think that would be really good. What do you think the Daleks are paying him with? I'm more interested in how you contact him. You know, how did the yeah. Daleks seek him out? Uh, I don't know. Perhaps there's like a, a yellow pages for mercenaries. Thing is, if if the Doctor knows that his planet is a planet of mercenaries, or actually, it's a cyber leader. I think says that in it. Mm, yeah, a planet of mercenaries. Um, perhaps it's perhaps it's just well known. Why? Yeah. Why, why? Why is a whole planet mercenaries? Oh, I thought I was thinking Star Wars on that. Yeah. You know. One person's a mercenary, therefore yeah. it's a whole race of mercenaries. Like, yeah. No, no, no. It's very strange. But yeah, mm. I, 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 presume, I, I like to think they put a, a postcard in a, a, a window of a newsagent. Mercenary wanted. Or maybe he, yes. <laughs> maybe he's like cancer in Blake Seven. Yeah. You know, he goes well, no, around no, in a mercenary can. spaceship. You know. Yeah. And he's he's famous. He's like Boba Fett. He's a mercenary yeah. for hire. You know. Yeah, he could be actually. Yeah, I wonder what what Lytton's spaceship would look like. I bet it'd be, uh, I bet it'd be snazzy. It would, well, with the first name of Gustav, of yeah. course it would be. Yes, yeah. All right, we've got to go to yeah, episode crack three, on, we? Yeah. yeah, episode three has Lytton pleading to the Daleks to stop killing the Doctor. You mustn't kill the Doctor because he's got to be duplicated first. Yes. And old Morris throughout this, he's very calm most of the yeah. time, isn't he? Um, which is really, really good. So if he knows about, you know, the Doctor's got to be duplicated first, he knows all about the Doctor in this story, and I guess he's now aiding the Daleks in the whole Gallifrey thing. Yeah, because presumably they didn't just think this up at the last minute. This was one of their part of their plan. So he must have been on it. What I thought was, what I found surprising was watching this again is Lytton never meets the Doctor. He does. He does once. Does he? I yeah. must have missed it. Yeah, no, no, no. And it's coming up soon. Oh, right, in fact, okay. no, I think that's the scene. They're going to kill him. He's in the corridor. He comes in. He stands next to the doctor. He says, no, he's got to... Be. Yeah, that's the scene. Oh, he, right. he says okay, he's got to be yes. duplicated. The only times he's with the doctor in this is for that, what, 15-second bit of dialogue. Yeah. And then at the very end, he shoots at the doctor when he's pretending to be dead. And, and then he right, turns around yeah. and he shoots at the doctor. But they needed more. They needed at least a dialogue scene together. Though. Yes. Well, they get it in the next story. Oh yeah, more than enough in the next story. It's yeah, brilliant. yeah. But they, um, yeah, it would have so, been nice to see. Yes. But he, he's again arguing with the Supreme Dalek, saying that they should have snatched Davros and left. The, that was the whole yeah. plan. And he again, I agree. 
Yeah, he's, he's, he's completely derisive of yeah. what the Daleks are up to. Um, well, cuz Davros has got he's got his own plan at this point, isn't he? He wants to t- he wants to get rid of the the Daleks and take charge of the fact of the you know he wants to get rid of the Dalek commander, take charge. So he doesn't want to leave. He wants to get all his you know plans in place. Mm, yeah. But you do, it's a bit thin. You get the feeling that you know they can't leave because this is the only sets they've got. Yeah. Um, next, we've got that deeply unexciting shootout in the control room yeah. with that awful blasted hole in the door in the yeah. wall. Um, which oh dear, that's not too good. Um, and then shortly after that, Lytton is ordered to kill Davros. He's got to kill Davros yeah. now and the renegade Daleks. Then shoot the space station down. Kill everything on it. I must see him dead. I have dispatched Daleks to complete the task you failed. You must redeem yourself. You must destroy the Daleks of Davros. Where are they? You must follow them to Earth. You must exterminate them. And I do like, you know, his response to it is, where are they? I love the way he goes, where are yeah. they? You know? Yeah, he's got no qualms. <laughs> I think he will enjoy this, really. He'll yeah. enjoy killing Davros. Yeah. So, they use the time corridor to return to the warehouse. Yep. Um, terrible death acting in all, this, uh, yeah. all, in all yeah. these shootouts. They really are. Um, and Lytton feigns death here, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And as I say, he takes a shot at the Doctor. With the Doctor, when he arrives, he he takes one shot at him. Um, And then he blasts a trooper in the face. He's got one of his men standing right next to him, and he calmly raises his blaster, shoots him in the face, and uh, leaves polishing his policeman's cap. Yes. Yeah, I quite... I quite like the way he shoots. I mean, I don't like the fact that he shoots someone, but I quite like the way he just raises his arm like that and shoots the guy. Yeah. yeah it's quite quite cleverly done, quite uh, badass. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, 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 he wants to fit in, doesn't he? So he can't have one of his troopers about. No, that's true. Yeah. But somehow, I mean, somewhere in that warehouse, he's stashed a policeman's uniform yeah. because we see him wandering out into Shad Thames well, and he, uh, he meets up with his mates, suit. doesn't he? Yeah, he, might, yeah, he might be wearing it under his jumpsuit. Yeah, I and uh, I'm always keeping the cap, mind. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, and and that's the last time we see him yeah. and these yeah. uh, two accomplices. And uh, I'm I'm guessing well, it was left now. open like yeah. I'm, and that, that's what I'm saying. I'm guessing it was left open like that so Eric Saywood could bring them back. Yeah, I they must have known, they must have known this was a had the makings of a special character. Um, well, is Eric Saywood writing his own character? So, of course, yes, he's yeah, going to bring him back, is, yeah. isn't he? You yeah. know? Yeah. All right. So, that's Resurrection of the Daleks out of the way. So, now we've got to go forward a year to uh, Attack yeah. of the Cybermen. Yeah. Well, um, I suppose quick mention is that, uh, so, obviously, this was, because of the Olympics, this was broadcast in two, mm, yeah. two parts instead of four, so they had it together. And it, 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 it's not horrible, uh, but this, of course, paved the way for Colin's first What's season. What's coming on later? In yes. Minutes. Um, so yeah, it's quite, quite, uh, quite important in that respect. Mm. 
because um, I'm not entirely, I'm still not entirely sure that the 45 minute format works. I don't like it. I mean, watching both these stories, um, you know, for today, I mean, when I watch Re- Resurrection of the Daleks, I've got the special edition and you can choose yeah. whether you're going to have the two-parter yeah. or the yeah. four-parter. And, and Doctor Who is so much easier to, to digest in 25-minute chunks than 45-minute yeah. chunks, I think. Yeah, and mm. I think Resurrection handles the two-parter better because it was, like you say, it was originally filmed, written, and was meant to be four parts, and they just edited it together. Mm. Whereas Attack is written for the forty-five-minute uh, format, and I think because it's early on in the season, they just did not have the pacing yeah. nailed for these two forty-fives. So it feels like one very long episode, as opposed to the the equivalent story you get in two episodes. I think for for these. Um, but yeah, it's it's one year later. Glorious Colin is the Doctor. Yes, but we're talking about Lytton today. So unless oh. it's Lytton related, we're ignoring all Colin. We're ignoring all Perry. We're ignoring any down blousy moments. And I know there are some in this, but, but <laughs> some. <laughs> so yes, yeah. Oh, well, the Jesus. summer of '85. Yeah. Eh? All right. So, all right. Let's start. And he's there at the beginning, isn't he? There he is, he driving is, yeah. a Ford Granada. Ford Lytton, Granada. Yeah. The Boba Fett of uh, you know Doctor Who is driving a Ford Granada. That's that's his equivalent of Slave One. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> there you go. Granada, you wondered yeah. what his spaceship looked yeah. like. It was like a space Granada. This is um. This is the, I I love I love these. I mean, I love most of the story. I've got an and. An un uh, what's what's the word uh, a non logical love for this story. Um, I love this first scene. The music I have to say the music in this show is awful. Mm. Um, oh it's, yeah, I've yeah. got it written somewhere in my notes. Terrible music, definitely. Yeah. And and this because there's lots of pastiches in this, and I I wonder what the what Lytton's gangster music is a pastiche of. It um, it would be better yeah. if it was the Sweeney if they had yeah. done a riff on the well, Sweeney. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Is it something else? Because everything else, every time we see it, like we get a Z cars pastiche and we get a step toe and son, son, yeah. And and this has to be something. And I can I can hear it in my head now. You know, and I mean, it's one of those I listen to like every week. But it just doesn't fit. But no. this entire bit, this could be taken out and put into Minder or the Sweeney. Yes, it's superb. The the, the dialogue is sparkling. I love um, I love uh, uh, Griffiths and I love the characters, and it's it's just brilliant. And Lytton's superb in this. Morris Coleman, he's so loving this. Mm. You get the feeling with with this story is that everyone involved is relishing it. Yeah, you know. This With the possible story. exception of the terrible Blue Peter <sighs> actors. Again. See, uh, for, me, uh, um, for me, Attack of the Cybermen, the first half is thoroughly enjoyable. Oh, as soon as they get a Telos, it completely falls apart. Well, they put Perry in a jumpsuit, don't they? Yeah, there's, that, there's the first sin, yeah. yeah. And then having bloody Sarah Green and Faith Brown yeah. in it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but again, um, we're talking yeah, about we'll get, that when we do yeah. the... Um, you know the, the yeah. Cybermen one. So right? are you going to put are you going to put the the whole of this clip in of, in the Granada with the because it's brilliant, it's sparkling. Shall I put it? Oh, I wasn't going to put it in. Should, Shall yeah. I put it in? I reckon right. you should because I'll enjoy listening to it if no one else. All right, I'm going to make a note to put it in.
inside that building is 10 million pounds in diamonds. Tasty. Very tasty. How long will you need? About half an hour. I'll send these two back with the car. There's no need. I'll get a cab. I said, Russell, I'll send the car for you. Right. Don't look so hurt. We're not going back to the flat. We're doing the job today. That's all of a sudden, isn't it? You had something else planned. No, it's just that I was expecting a bit more notice. We go today. Without fail. What if I can't get the explosives? You assured me there'd be no slip-ups. Yeah. But seven kilos of plastic at such short notice. I hope you're not telling me that there'll be problems, Russell, because if you are, I shall be very angry. <laughs> but don't worry. I'll get the stuff. Good. Lets me down. You'll have reason not to. You paid. We'll kill him. I have to say as well, as much as I love this story, the plot again makes no sense whatsoever. So Lytton is pretending to be a international jewel thief. Yes. And he's he's got this plan to to get um, a million pounds. It seems so quaint now, doesn't it? A million pounds worth of diamonds from this London uh, uh, bank. Yes. Um, and he's hired he's hired a right motley crew to do this. Um, I love these people. I love them. Um, I don't know about the guy yeah. who looks like he's out the flying pickets. I, I, I much prefer Terry M- M- Malloy and oh, yeah. uh, Brian Glover. Yeah, Brian Glover is just... He's my favourite thing, I think. In it. His his wordplay with everyone is just amazing. What a good actor he was. He was a great actor. Yeah. There is one moment, just like Terry Malloy in the last story, um, you know, when he's feigning, um, oh, you know, yeah. shocked, uh, scaredness. That, yeah, yeah um, he, does, he looks to the camera and goes, ah! Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. No. Very, um, a very uh, Alexi Sale way. Very much so, yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, otherwise he's really good. So he's got some great dialogue, and I love it. So when he's 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 trying to stand up to Lytton, and mm. Lytton, and bless him, he's trying his best, but Lytton just runs rings round him. Yep. Uh, intellectually, it's superb. <laughs> so good. Yeah, as you say, they're going to rob this place. Yes. They, the, the others think that you know it's all legit. They're going to rob a place of ten million. Yep. Um, do you think? Um, when they arrive, that we, the audience, are supposed to remember Lytton. Because oh, yeah, it's only think, a year, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I, I mean, it makes me think now. Because, they, yeah, they don't, they don't play on the fact that you should know this is nonsense. Because it's played very as if they are robbing a bank, isn't it? Yes. So, I don't, yeah, that's a good point, actually. I, no, they, can't, they must know that people will go, oh, I remember him. Is that guy from Howard's way? Well, um, by yeah, this by this point, the mid eighties, the the production no team know that you know you've got slavish Doctor Who fans yeah. who hang on every word of every story. So yes. uh, yeah, that, yeah, they, they must, must assume that an awful lot will know that. Yeah. Mm. All right. So they're going to go in via the sewers. They've they've yes. got this lock up, haven't they? Um, with a uh, a cover, a plate. Um, and you can go, get down into the sewers from there. Yeah, I love, again, I love all these scenes. Um, and I, I, I like it when 
the, the flying pickets guy goes, uh, he goes, I used to use uh, one of these when I was in the council. And he goes, well, this time it's for swinging, not for leaning. It's, yeah, it's so good. See, this is what I find fascinating. He is a, an alien mercenary, yeah. but he knows all about, you know, British workers. Yeah. You know? I get the feeling he's um, he spent a lot of time in Britain, on Earth, of this time period. Or he's just, he's one of those, um, he's one of those mercenaries that knows that he's got to immerse himself into it. You know, the, the ideal cover, you can't, you can't stick out like a, a sore thumb, can you? I like the idea that Lytton's race, you know, they age much, much slower than we yeah, do. And he has hung much. around on Earth for a very long time between yeah. adventures and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, that could be. Or he's got some sort of Joe Ninety ability to download someone's brain. Yeah, you know, could be that the, as the well. Experiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm um, glad he does that. No. <laughs> um, when he's got changed, he's out of yeah. his suit now, and he's in his man from milk tray outfit. Yeah. yeah. His uh, his swanning about in the sewers outfit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's got a bit of high tech machinery in a locker, hasn't yeah. he? Um, we don't know. We don't know what well, this is. Yeah, we're not we're not entirely sure what's going on <laughs> for a lot of this story. But certainly at this point, we don't know what he's doing or what his plan is or what's happening. Um, we're sort of as bemused as the Doctor is throughout most of this. But yeah, he's got he's got he's got something alien there, hasn't he? And we know. yes, and we've also seen the policeman, haven't we? Hovering yeah. about. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I mean the place is being watched by them. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why they're watching the place where their boss is. But I think they just keep. I, I, I thought we thought they're just keeping an eye on him. Right. But then yeah. they I start mean, the, following the yeah. Doctor and Perry, don't they? When well, when the, they arrive. Well, this is where it start, The plot starts to get a bit. What? Um, so Lytton Lytton has sent out a distress beacon, um, but he's sending it via another uh, another relay, mm-hmm. and the. The police are watching the relay to see if anyone's picked up his distress beacon so that they can report it back to the person that sent the distress. But none of this makes any no, sense. No, I, I was watching it and yeah. it's like, what did you say, Colin? Do you want to say that yeah. bit again? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the it, doctor says it as if we're meant to slap our heads and go, of course. Yes. And you don't. You go, what? That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Why, would you, why would you be frightened of someone picking up your distress beacon? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, unless unless he was worried that Simon will pick it up, but then probably don't have the transmitter twenty yards down a tunnel from where the cyber base is. Yeah. I, and who's he sending a distress beacon to? Well, I I I don't know. That bit doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, he's been contacting the cryons, hasn't he? Yeah. From so he's in Earth. Con- yeah, he's in contact with the the the. Crayola people, the crayons. Yeah. Um, crayons. He, uh, so he's not talking to them. So he, and it's a definitely a distress beacon because the doctor confirms it says it's a distress beacon. Oh, isn't yeah. it? Uh, isn't it a lure because the the Cybermen want the doctor? Well, I don't think. I, I, do do the they Dalek know? One, no, I don't think they know the doctor's there. The doctor's when, not when, part of the plan, is he? No, because when Lytton says about the the doctor, the cyber leader is quite. He's like, oh, good, this will save us some effort because we can get his time machine. Yes. He's not in this plan. So I, I don't think... It would have made more sense as a lure than a time corridor would in the Dalek one. Hmm. You know, Lytton's... But then why... If Lytton's actually a double agent and he's working for the crimes against Simon, why would he take part in this to lure? 
mm. the Doctor. It, yeah, it's um, it's confusing. Confusing, yes. Sit yes. back and enjoy the dialogue. Yeah, well, dialogue. I mean, you know, Lytton throughout all this has been uh, uh, casually insulting old Brian, yes. hasn't he? Oh, pushing again, like with Davros, pushy, pushy, pushy. He's bored, isn't he, Lytton? Yeah. He's he's so f- intellectually far above everyone he talks to that he's he's like Blackadder. Oh, that is a very yeah, good comparison. Yeah. yeah, I like that's a very black. I had a line when um, Brian says, "How thick is the wall?" Yeah, and he goes, Not "Less than you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lytton and oh Terry Malloy, they notice something approaching down the sewer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, at first, they think it's um, the policeman character. No, they no, they see him first, don't they? And that's why the policeman character Terry Malloy gets left behind yeah 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 i like the way old morris he's all concentration because he yeah. knows what's coming right yes um he, he's just staring at it and when they see it's a cyberman and i love this moment i've never really noticed it before when they see it's a cyberman brian is it brian or terry one of the two opens fire at it it's brian isn't it? yeah is it brian and i yeah. guess the gun was too close to Morris Colburn, who really does jump and look startled yeah. when that goes off. The look on his face, he wasn't expecting it to be that no. loud, I don't think. And they are like, because, I mean, I love every time they fire a gun in a British TV programme, it knacks the cameras, doesn't it? It throws mm. their, um, their gates and that off. So, yeah, you get that, you get that strobing on the, the yes. screen. But, yeah, Morris, uh, yeah, he's, he wasn't quite ready for that. No, he, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this sewer that down it, down in it seems to have a sliding door. Yeah, uh, so the side men have built a fake because at the beginning you get those two sewage sewage inspectors yes. that are saying, "Hang on, this is these walls shouldn't be here." So the side men have obviously been down there because uh, they. I mean, to be fair, they do like the sewers, don't they? they yes. The invasion there in the sewers because we we sort of predict or, or I think fandom says that the invasion is like seventies, isn't it? It's, yes. Yeah, and this is the eighties, so these could well be leftover invasion premises. Oh, why didn't they premises. make them look like it then? You oh, know, that would have been good. Wouldn't that it? would have been I, good. I do like, <clears throat> I like the Earthshock style segment, but I think I, I, it was a bit of a shame that they just used them so often. I would have mm. much rather had a few redesigns. Yeah, you know, but they, I mean, they look good, other than the uh, fat controller. Oh boy, he, he's not so good. He'll be um, coming up soon. That's hilarious as well. The way that he's he's obviously he's still playing it as if he's in the sixties Simon, and he with robotic movements. Mm. Um, and you can see the other Simon just looking at me. What's he on? What's he doing? <laughs> um, yeah. So so the yeah, there's a cyber base here that we're not aware of at the moment because we've seen we've seen the Simon in a base, but we don't know they're here, do we? We don't know they're literally no ten well, foot away. My, yeah, because they surrender, don't they? I mean, Lytton surrenders, yeah. and that's when we get that terrible OTT acting from Brian. Yeah. yeah. He's scared. And they're taken to see the uh, cyber leader, right? Yeah. How did you know where to find us? You have a ship hidden on the dark side of the moon. I tracked your transmissions. Inform Moonbase. Our signals have been detected. They must increase the distortion. You're quite safe. Earth authorities can't pick up your signals. It's beyond their technology. You were capable? I am not from Earth. So you have said. But where do you come from? Vita 15 in the star system 690. What is the name of your satellite? Rifton 5. 
I have heard of that place. It is occupied by a race of warriors. Who fight only for money, leader. He is not to be trusted. Listen to me. You will show respect to the leader. I will do more than that. I will serve him. Aid you in your cause. That is true. When you become as we are, you will serve the cyber race well. Oh no, as myself. You forget, leader. I have been tracking your transmissions. I know why you're here. He must be destroyed. He says he comes to aid us, yet he carries weapons. My gun was used in your cause. I didn't know he was armed. You should not have brought others. I brought them as gifts for you to turn into Cybermen. He lies, leader. Silence. There is logic in what he says. If he had wished our destruction, he could have betrayed our cause to Earth authorities. Precisely. The Cyber Controller can decide their fate. Thank you, leader. Where will I have the honor of meeting him? If you know of our activities, you will know where he is. I assume he's still on the planet Telos. He is. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I, I, maybe I was skipping bits because I was looking just for the Litton bits. But why are the Cybermen on Earth 1985? Uh, isn't it? I mean, they don't. I don't think they really tell you. But isn't it something to do with the fact that they're there to try and stop Mondas uh, from blowing up? Blowing but up. that's in a year's time. Yeah, but I suppose they got to set stuff up. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. All right. And they've got a time machine, although that seems to be somewhere else at the moment. Yeah, we never see it. Well, you see it at the end. That that time machine arrives at the end, doesn't it? Is that the time machine, or is that the the, the Cyberman spaceship? I don't know. I thought that was the time machine. Oh, it might oh maybe be. I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, they're taken to see the Cyber Leader, and this is a big problem I've got with this story. Is yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I don't mind the look of the Earthshock style Cybermen, but David Banks <laughs> and this pantomime the, the, the only word i've got is pantomime acting that he chooses to do you know he's got a crap voice crap acting um it's all it's it's terrible this this legs apart hand acting when all the other act, uh, actors in the cyberman suits to denote the fact that they're talking <coughs> wobble their heads it's uh, oh, it's awful i can't abide it i really can't yeah, abide I- it I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind his voice now. But what what annoys me with um, with uh, his cyber leader is the fact that he's so emotional. Mm. <laughs> he's so emotional. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I must admit, he does do a lot of the the hand gestures. And it's that, terrible. Yeah, this yeah. is what you get at the panto. This is when you're yes. playing to the audience. You turn to the audience and go, relay your plan. And there's plenty of this style of hand acting, hands up to the face, isn't it? And clenching of fists and a little wobble of the head. They should, oh, have, bought the, uh, they should have bought the South African cyber leader from Revenge yeah. back. Yeah. That would be nice. We have found you, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and... Yeah, and Lytton, Lytton um, he surrenders to the Cybermen. Um, but I don't know what, again, I don't know what his plan is here, because he's working for the Cryons. Yes. And is it just that he needs a lift to Telos with the Cybermen? Because he's stuck on Earth, isn't he, I'm presuming, at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I guess he's been stranded for a year since the events yeah. of, you know, Resurrection of the Daleks. At some point in that year, I can't remember, I, we're not that far in the notes yet, but at some point, either the ky- cryons at, uh, contact, talk, him, cr- yeah. contact him or he contacts them. No, he picks up that, doesn't he pick up their distress call? Yeah, he, he picks up their call. While he's um, on Earth, with what yeah. technology? The technology in that cupboard. Yeah, I presume so. Right. So you could have, you could have. This is why I say they they sort of need a a second draft on these scripts because you could have had it that 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 signal that the Doctor picks up isn't a signal from Lytton. It's actually the Cryon signal mm. that's been relayed accidentally or something. Or you you could have you could have tidied it up a bit. But yeah, as it's presented, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I do like what we were talking about earlier. Um, Lytton knows about the Cybermen. Yeah. He knows of them. He knows that they've got a base on the moon. He tells them that he uses technology far beyond, you know, the uh, the current state of the Earth. And that's when it's let slips that he's not from Earth. He's from Riften 5, isn't he? You told me you were from Fulham. Yeah. That is a fantastic <laughs> oh line. Yeah. That is an it's absolutely really, fantastic line. Played to perfection. Played yes. to perfection. Yeah, yeah. And I again I like the idea that when he talks about Telos and, and stuff like that, he's yeah. been there. This isn't yeah. him researching, but he's actually been there in a past adventure. I think so. Well he so Lytton knows all about uh Mondas and it destroying and invading the earth. He he he's from the future, so he knows all this. Mm. Um I'm a bit. I get a bit lost in the timeline of when Telos is happening. Though. Right, we've got a. That is a subject of discussion when we definitely yeah. do the Cybermen things because yeah, that doesn't hold water, no, does it? I don't. I don't quite work out on that. Um, but but yeah, it it just as soon as you put temporal mixes into it, it all sort of falls apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. They threatened to turn him into a Cyberman, but yes. he goes, oh, no, I know why you're here. I want to help you, you know. Yep. The others, well, um, Brian at the moment, are gifts to be changed into Cybermen. Yeah. Um, but la- so- later on, later on, Lytton makes out that he brought Griffiths as, as protection, as a yeah. bodyguard, to get him to the time machine. Yeah. I mean, Lytton at the moment wants to go to Telos. Yes. Yeah, he needs to get to that time machine, doesn't he, for some reason. Yeah. Everyone wants to get to the time machine, I think. But the time machine is the ticket to Telos, is it? But it just doesn't happen to be on Earth at the moment. Yes. I, I, I presume, yeah. Because they must be using the time machine to go backwards and forwards from Earth to Telos. But where does the time machine land if these Cybermen are all living down in the cellar? Does it arrive down in the sewers? I don't know. Or has it got a, is it a teleport? I don't know. I don't know. Is, is it in orbit? And it Actually, no, you're right. Later on, we, they say the time machine is landing on Telos. So it must land. Yeah, you're yes, right. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Uh, he I'll says, I want to help you. Yes. Okay. Um, and that's when, you know, the cyber leader says you're going to be taken to see the cyber controller. On yeah. Telos, what? What? They don't say how can you help us. They just take it. Oh, all right, then you yeah. can help us. Help us do what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he says. I'm here to help you, and they go. You will take you to see it. But he might be meaning help them do their shopping, mm. help them redecorate. 
help them across the road? Yeah, it doesn't. What what do they need Litton for at this? I point? don't know. I don't That's know. That's valuable enough that they take them to see the fat controller. I don't. Yeah, I. Again, I think there's there's possibly some plot points missing. Yeah, yeah. Here that we're um, not getting. We've got an awful, awful, awful winceable moment, which is when the cyber leader decides he's going to squeeze Brian's head oh, God. just by putting yeah. his fists on his head. Yeah. Do you believe for one second that he's exerting any sort of pressure? No, no. It's stupid. Um, or, yeah, I'd, it would have been better. I know they couldn't because later on they, they squeeze Lytton's hands. But make that a running theme. Have mm. them grab Brian's hand and give him a squeeze. Or, what would have been brilliant, grab him by the bollocks. <laughs> that would squeeze. be better. Yeah. That would be better. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, they're both taken back down into the sewers because they go and find this dead cyber scout. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so again, you're, you're abs- so you must be right here that if they could beam up to the ship, they would beam up from the control room. They've got to walk to it. Yes. So it yeah. must land somewhere, yeah. Yeah. And Lytton finds the sonic lance in its chest. Yeah. And for some reason that I can't figure out, Lytton somehow knows that that's the Doctor's. Yeah, because Lytton's not aware that the Doctor's here yet, is he? Unless his... I suppose his policeman might have told him that there's a a big Johnny running around in a fancy coat. But at this Um, point, the Doctor's not part of any plan, is he? No. All he, no. all Lytton says is, "I've been expecting his return." Yeah, but why? And now, unless in every other adventure Lytton's had, the Doctor scuppers it for him. Yeah, and he's got to the point where it's like, "Oh, fuck, he's he's back again." Mm. Yeah. And we get we, we also get... the Doctor's not not renowned for using a sonic lance, is he? No, no. If this had been the screwdriver they found, you could sort of. But a sonic lance. Yeah, a sonic lance. Yeah, oh, mm. Colin Baker's always using a sonic round. Oh no, just as one story. Yes, that's right. Yep. Well, episode one ends with you know Lytton and the others entering the TARDIS. And uh, again, this is this is a cringy end. Oh, it, this the, the yeah, setup of it is dreadful. Yeah, there is, I think there is a story from uh, either Nicola Bryant or perhaps Colin Baker about the setup for this ending that that they all thought it wasn't blocked properly and so i think that no one really knew where their marks were meant to be right by golly it shows doesn't it it's no 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 and well i'm doing it no no and uh yeah the 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 cliffhanger it's a freeze on perry displaying a beautiful barrel for once not her own that's one of martin bowers beauties isn't it it is yes um although you, you you i'd let you off if you didn't notice it um because there's a throughout Colin Baker's era, there's um, the cliffhangers are not the best. It's usually a, a, a close-up zoom of Colin mm. doing something, and they usually they going thought, Perry. Yeah, Perry. <laughs> they thought we can't just keep showing a close-up zoom of Colin. What can we do? Close-up zoom of Perry. Um, it's, it's it's awful. This because so they, they enter the TARDIS to realise that there's already a cyber, there's some Cybermen in the TARDIS. Um, then the Cybermen follow them in. Mm-hmm. Um, they knock over uh, Terry Molloy's character, and you never see he's got you never see him again. What happened to him? Did that kill him? I think it killed him. He must yes. have done, yeah. Or he, he sloped off out of boredom. Um, they shoot a few Cybermen. They shoot the TARDIS. Um, you can shoot a Cyberman through its jaw now. 
Oh, that that's awful. Yeah. Where you know it's painfully, you know, uh, it's a uh, Cyberman yeah. head Cats, on a yeah, stand. Head, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I sort of I thought because there's a bit there's there was a lot of um, a lot of uh, anger in fandom for this story that it the Cybermen are suddenly uh, not superhuman anymore they can be correct and i thought if if you're going to shoot a side man and kill it so far we've seen one get shot in the pipe in mm-hmm. i think that's okay because you're stupid you side man you're stupid to have your pipes on the outside yeah and then this one gets shot in the jaw and i think that's okay because they've got glass jaws i mean that's almost that's almost a cliche and side man's got a glass jaw um i'm okay with that i don't like my monsters to be totally impervious well, who does? Yeah. Mm. Well, he, pro- he probably doesn't, but there we go. No. Um, yeah, so, and then we get the, the crashing close-up of Perry, and the episode ends. It's, and you, you, you think back and think, not much has happened in 45 minutes, has no, it? No, no. And then we're into the second one then, aren't yeah. we? And uh, it's shortly into that that the Doctor has a scene with Lit, and finally, yes, uh, yeah, uh, finally. That, that they have dialogue log together. But can they have discovered the laws of time? They haven't. A time vessel landed on Telos. The Cybermen were able to capture it. And they only have one ship. They will have two with your TARDIS. That'll make it any less depressing. How do you know what happened on Telos? What does it matter? Just be grateful you're alive. I assume you two know each other. Unfortunately, yes. The last time we met, he was working for the Daleks. That wasn't out of choice. Your regeneration has made you vindictive, Doctor. Not at all. I've never found it difficult to despise people like you. I'm not working for the Cybermen. I'm in the same predicament as you. Look around you. I think he means he's also a prisoner. More likely a spy. Does it really matter? Won't learn very much. We certainly aren't going anywhere except Telos, wherever that is. Yes, where is it? Look, I'm finding all this a bit disturbing. Cybermen, now Daleks, time travel in an organ. You'll get used to it. Um, the Doctor doesn't know how the Cybermen have time travel, and Lytton says, well, no, they don't. They've captured a time machine that landed on Telos. Yes. What time machine? Who, whose time machine? Is that, is that another it's, TARDIS? Um, or? Well, no, it's... Uh, it's uh, what's, his, what's his face? You know, the um, Michael Atwell's character and his mate. That's, their that's mate. Their, their, time their time machine. Because later on, the Cybermen goes... Who was going towards the time machine? And he goes, "Is it Briggs and Stratton or what?" Briggs and I think it's Briggs Sounds and Stratton. Sounds like a lawnmower. That, no, Bates it? and Stratton. Bates and Stratton. Yeah, Briggs and Stratton. That is a lawnmower, isn't it? I'm sure. Right? It's a <laughs> it should <engine>. be. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he says, oh, "Of course, it's that." So I think it's their time machine, uh, which would make okay. sense. Otherwise, how would they pilot it? They're very, they're very uh, secure in being able to pilot it. Uh, but yeah, so this they presumably landed on Telos by mistake. The Cybermen have grabbed their ship, worked out rudimentary how to use it, back to presumably 1984. No, what are we on? 1986. 85. 85. 1985 yeah. Earth. Um, but then when the, when the Cyber Leader or the Cyber Controller knows the Doctor's there, they, they sort of, it's almost like, ah, oh, we don't need our crappy one anymore. We'll have the TARDIS. We'll have the TARDIS. Everyone's after the TARDIS in this era, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you say rudimentary. I mean, that time machine has got to be rudimentary because Bates and Stratton don't strike me as being too bright, and yet they no. can pilot a time machine. Why would they go to Telos? Maybe because they're not too bright. They decided well, to go the, there. 
well, I suppose it's when is when is I suppose this is when is this Telos stuff set? Because if it's in after Tomb of the Cybermen, which we're presuming it is, um, they might have gone there to loot it or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah, they look like the type yeah. there'll be looters, yeah. filthy yeah. looters. Yeah. Um, Lytton also knows the, that the Doctor has regenerated. Yes. He recognises the Doctor. Well, he was in the TARDIS with him, so yeah, that this guy in the funny coat—that's the Doctor. Well, this um, this hints at this hints at. Although he says when when someone says, "Do you know Lytton?" He goes, "Yes, Commander Lytton, late of the Dalek Task Force." I get the feeling that they that there's for Lytton, there's been another adventure with the Doctor, or even with the Doctor, because the Doctor makes a big thing of saying, "Oh my God, how could I so misjudge someone?" Yeah. He's not really misjudged him, has he? No, no. Apart from the scenes that he has here, yeah. he doesn't really know him from uh, the no. one before. He's he probably spends more time speaking to some of the other extras than he does speaking to Lytton. So it does hint at that there's it's more. It's got of a to be because yeah. I mean, if, if if you look at Resurrection of the Daleks from the Doctor's point of view, yeah. the only time he sees Lint- Lytton is this guy who wanders along in a Dalek trooper outfit and says, "No, don't kill him. He's got to be duplicated." That's the only time you ever see him ever. Yeah. So you so know? a you wouldn't recognise him a year later, would you? You, you wouldn't, wouldn't go, expect him. Well, no. that was somewhere in the future on a Dalek and, battle yeah. cruiser. You're not expecting yeah. to see him in 1985, you know, uh, London. No, and also the Doctor knows his name, rank, everything about him. Which, why would he bother for someone that he's seen for two seconds that took a shot at him? Yes, yeah. You know, so I, I think this hints at, at further adventures between these two. Yeah. Um, Colin and and Morris play off wonderful. Um, I think I I'm, I I want to say they knew each other. Um, I'm sure in the I should have listened to the um, Colin Baker commentary, but I'm I'm sure they knew each other. So they do spark off each other. Lovely. No, it is brilliant because you yeah. know Lytton is goading the Doctor. Why yes. don't you tell them? I mean, he's really <coughs> enjoying watching this Time Lord squirm, isn't he? You know, again, he would he would have made such a good master. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's, he's stirring the ants, isn't he? He's, like, oh, he's yes. bored again. It's like, I'll poke these. And I love it when he's talked to Perry. And, Have you not told her, Doctor? Yes. Hey, yeah, I, the, the way he's saying it, it, yeah. it is really good. Why don't you tell him about what's going to happen yeah. next year with Mondas? You know? I'm, glad they, um, I'm glad they kept the original <coughs> date of, of the Mondas invasion as well. Yes. <coughs> Unlike in the novelisation where they like bumped up to the year 2000. Mm, mm. The far-flung future was 2000. <laughs> he also knows that you can't transgress the laws of time Yes, as well. You know, he, he knows a lot again, of he's stuff. Had, he's had dealings with the Time Lords, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. In amongst this, we get another nice line, which is from Brian saying, you know, I don't know about all this, you know, Daleks, Cybermen, time travel in an organ. That made me laugh. Yeah. 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 Um, so on Telos, the Doctor suspects that Lytton knows more than he's letting on because he hasn't actually told him what he's doing, has he? No. Um, and Lytton managed to break away with Brian and, uh, and that, that's when they meet up with the Cryons and now Lytton's mission is... Uh, is coming out. Lytton yeah. was st- was stuck on Earth. He was stranded at the end of that time corridor. And yep. uh, and yeah, oh, no, that's right. He put out a distress signal, and the chi- chi- Chirons picked it up. 
Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the crayons picked up his distress signal, which is presumably the same distress signal that the doctor picked up. But that why was must he still be it, sending then. it. Yes, if, because if he's some, had contact, hasn't he? Yeah, so do you think if someone else would have come along, he would have just left the crayons to, to their fate? Could be. I'm also, still marvelling I mean, that yeah, you've... Yeah, sorry, um, after yeah. you. No, no, I was going to say, also the whole crayon plan doesn't make any sense. It's covered up with one dodgy line, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm just marvelling at the fact that his little, you know, radio that, that he's got in that locker, yeah. in the lock-up, can actually transmit a distress signal across space to Telos. Ah, uh, but also, don't forget, across space and time. And time, yes. That is yeah. a bloody good machine he had. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It almost You almost feel like he perhaps could have used it in a better way. Because if you can... If you can send it to anywhere in the galaxy at any time, um, why not send it to some of his men or some of his fellow uh, mercenaries? Mm. I don't... Yeah, it, it's all a bit confused. Well, I still don't understand this. So, so he's stranded in 1984, right? Yes. For a year, he's transmitting a distress call to yeah. the, the, the Chirons who pick it up on Telos. Yeah. Lytton wants to work it, so the cyber... Somehow he also knows the Cybermen are on... Uh, oh, oh, he, he picks up their signals to their moon base. Yeah. They've got a base on the moon. That's true. And, yeah. and he's worked it for the Cybermen to get him to Telos. Somehow he's going to get to Telos. And when he's there, he's going to help them to defeat the Cybermen. Yes? Yes. But what, did, what do the... Um, what did the... Chirons give Lytton in return? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the Daleks were paying him. I don't mm. know why. I don't know why the Chirons are even worried about any of this because it's not like they're they're having Lytton travel back in time and stopping the invasion of Telos. No. Because when the Doctor mentions this, or Lytton mentions it, and and Faith Brown goes, uh, "Oh yeah, we're all right with our fate." Really? What? Mm. So what? I don't. Also. Why I don't get, I don't get why everyone's worried about the cyber invasion. Because uh, it was it was an all right result, really, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. I don't don't yeah. think it was that. As I've, invasions go, I don't think it was that bad uh, an invasion. I've just I've just read down my line. All right, uh, my my words. I found I, fa- I found the uh, the sentence which explains it. If oh, if Lytton helps the Chirons get rid of the Cybermen, he gets. The time machine in return. Oh, okay. That's what he wants. Oh, that's a fair. That's a fair uh, thing to want, then, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. because oh, because you imagine if if Lytton, you you could with a bit of twisting have this that Lytton is the is the master. Couldn't mm, you? Yes. You could with a little bit of twisting yeah. that he gets the time machine he, and he yeah, yeah he wants the tar the other tardis that's there <laughs> yeah yeah. In amongst this, we've still got a good dialogue. I like Morris yeah. Colburn when Brian Glover says, are you winding me up? And, you know, that questioning, what does yeah. winding up? And it's like, attempting to annoy. And it's just his delivery. It's excellent. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's, this is, so, all of this is so beneath him. Uh, yes. Uh, the character feels, doesn't it? It's, it's really, really nice. Job. He would, again, I mean, he would have made a good doctor. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know? 
Um, so they go out onto the surface. They meet the yes. terrible Bates and Stratton. See, I, I like Michael Atwell. I think he's a good... No, I think he's... I, you said Alexis Sale earlier. His yeah. delivery his of, of lines where he just goes into shouty really does remind me of uh, Alexis Sale's stage performances. Yeah, there's, there is a, there is one, one scene where he's going about, you're really getting on my nerves. And I thought, oh, that's so EastEnders. He went on to do EastEnders, didn't he? Yes, he did, yeah. 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 Um, so... This time machine that, that Lytton wants, yeah. right? Not only does he know there's a time machine on Telos, but he also knows that these two are the owners or pilots yes. of the time machine. How, yeah, I don't know how he knows that. Well, the only way any of this works is if Lytton actually has been to or comes from past this point in time. Mm. And he, you know, he, he, it, to him it's history. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't quite know how he knows it in such detail. I'm liking the idea that somehow he's lost his own time machine. Yeah. That Lytton had a time machine. That you can have adventures of Lytton throughout English history. He I could have so. been helping out, you know, William the Conqueror at the Battle of Hastings. Yep. And you'd see him in Norman armour. You know, just helping armies and warlords out. I like that I, idea. I would much rather ha- have had Lytton crossed every doctor's path and was there for the pivotal moments than Clara later on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think that would have made much more sense. I'd like to see Lytton, you know, leading the Sea Devils attack on the naval base and things like this, you know. It was such a a character that deserves to come deserved to come back. Well, he has come back. We'll be talking about that in Behind the Scenes, but in my uh, mind, not as effective as it could have been. Um, so, yeah, they meet these two. Um, they've got to go to cyber control. Yeah. And and in doing so, that's when Lytton is caught and taken to control. Um, and he has his... It's the notorious moment, isn't it, when he has his hands crushed? Yes. Which, um, it, I mean, it is strong stuff. Um, but I think it's played well. And I don't... Everyone says it, it, that's gratuitous. I think of all of all the violence in these two stories, I I don't think crushing of Lytton's hands is gratuitous because it's. I think it 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 needs a threat and it needs something very powerful mm. to, to to almost break Lytton because he's such a strong character. It is. It I, is. I mean, it wouldn't have worked if they'd if he had done the Brian Glover pushing on the temples. No, this no, that oh yeah, no, it it is it is grim for you know this this era yeah. of Doctor Who and in bright light as well. You know, you're yeah. un, under no doubt. You know that uh, yeah, his hands are crushed. He's yeah. got all blood on the floor as well as on his hands. It does make me wonder how shortly he, he can use the sonic lance if his hands are that badly crushed. Yeah. Um, or is it if we if we take the the modern view of Simon that it's all nanotechnology and things no. like that, has, has by this point had his fingers been regenerated? Well, yes, because there, I mean, he's rather laughably being turned into a Cyberman. Yeah, this, and this is not the best effect in the world. I feel so. I mean, yeah. Lytton up to this point is absolutely brilliant, but when you put old Maurice into this yeah. load of plastic, and you're supposed <laughs> to believe that's a half-built Cyberman, they yeah. just look like washing machine parts and colanders that they've stuck on him. The, yeah, this is this is like a, a cheap sitcom as designed a robot, isn't it? It's not. It's not good. Yeah, it do, doesn't work because up till this point, 
no matter what scene he's been in, even wearing the stupid pointy hat, um, Lytton's look cool. And yeah. suddenly he doesn't. He looks like yeah, he looks like a man that's um, that's fell over in a hardware shop. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, you know. it's terrible. It is. You don't believe for one second that the. It's no. not just him. There's other people being turned into Cybermen well, as well. Well, because because it's like they've they've got a, a Super 8 millimeter film reel and they've stuck that to his chest and they've put a colander on his head, put some tubes, and they've gone. Oh, this is not convincing anyone. Someone's gone. Put some ribbon cable down his t-shirt. <laughs> it's just tucked into his t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Eddie, that's that's people will buy this now. It's okay that they've uh, um, you know changed and altered his voice somewhat. They've put a bit yeah. of you know the what uh, ring modulator yeah. or whatever it is on the top of it, so that's all right. But I mean, no, the I, look of it yeah, is terrible. It's terrible. I do like the fact that that they've gone back to the body horror for Sidemen, that there's people and their people that are converted and their sense of self is gone, and that's the horror in it. But can you imagine if this would have been like a, a frosted cabinet and a doctor rubs the front and there's Lytton's eyes mm. and you can, you, you're not seeing the whole of him, you're just seeing that these eyes are surrounded by creeping like like Dark Star, where and, the dead captain yeah, is yeah. in that block of ice yeah. with all the mist around him. Yeah, and then all you, without seeing his mouth and that, all you're hearing is Litton basically saying, "Kill me," you know. Yes, that that would have been amazing. But no, we get a man standing in an alcove with a colander on his hat. Yeah, wait, waiting for the yeah. doctor, and and that's when yeah. the doctor comes in, doesn't he? Yes. And and immediately notices him. Oh, that's right. And I'm just beginning to find out about you. Put the solid lance to good use. I did. Why didn't you say something? Now you must kill me. No, I can help you. Hang on. The drug is affecting my brain. Irreversible damage. I'm the doctor. I'll tell you if it's irreversible or not. I just hang on. I did my best. I kept my word. I know. Please, doctor. Kill me. And as you say, he wants the doctor to kill him. Um, yeah. And uh, the doctor's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to get you out of here. Because he, he, again, this, this thing of the doctor feels that he's, he's wronged Lytton. And I do like the fact that doctors come back for him. Mm. You know, this, this is such a. Watching it now, I don't think it was then, but watching it now after because we've recently watched, fairly recently watched Twin Dilemma, and, mm-hmm. and this is a completely different heroic Doctor, isn't it? Yes. This is, yeah, this is the doc- this is the Colin Baker Doctor I remember. I absolutely love this period. I was thinking about this story, and I think this is this story. This is my favorite Colin Baker Doctor performance. I, yes, I, if, I, if I, he was I, like I this in everything that. else. He, it, it it would be brilliant. Yeah, and he he never looks better than in this story. No, no. You know the hair's right. His his build is spot on. I yep. think this is. He's he obviously did a bit of a Shatner, I think, and and he's worked out before yeah. the season started. Yeah, yeah. we've got yeah. none of the silliness of no. uh, you know the personality thing, the instability or anything no. like that. Yeah, no. it's perfect. and he works so well with um, uh, with Nicola Bryant, and they're the fact that they're. They're real good mates. Just shines through mm. in every scene. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love this. Yeah, I think this, this is my favourite Colin yeah. performance. Um, yeah. But in comes the chubby controller, doesn't he? Yes, and, um, that controller comes uh, astride. In it. I love the way this guy walks. Because <laughs> I, I wonder if... 
I wonder if they said whether he's remembered when he played the cyber controller and he thought he wasn't given any direction and thought, I'll just play it the way I did before. So he's doing almost robot dancing. Yeah. Or whether they asked him to do it like that because they wanted to hark a hint that this was an old style Cyberman. I wish they'd have let him dress in his Telos outfit. That would have been nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would, that would have made much, much more sense that they found this old controller. You know, um, I suppose uh, we're getting dangerously back to that reusing the plot points of finding Davros, isn't it? Yeah. They could have found the controller. Ooh, dangerous, Mr. Soward. Dangerous. <laughs> All right, well, we're almost at the end of this yeah. story because the Doctor slips the Sonic Lance to Lytton yes. and, and then we and have this we final the battle, worst don't we? choreographed battle. Uh, it's not too good. Um, I like the yeah. bit where old Colin falls over and rolls round and yeah. then fires the, the blaster at the controller. But yeah. uh, Lytton goes out with basically a thump. I mean, he stabs yeah. the controller, doesn't he? And we get the, the goo yeah. come out. And then he, uh, he basically is thumped once... And that's the that's end of him. For him yeah. mm. An ignoble end for a very noble character. Mm. And, yeah, I'm, I mean, the story ends with the Doctor saying, you know, I don't think I've ever misjudged anyone so much yeah. in my life. Um, and uh, that's how the story ends. Yeah. Um, and it's, a, it's an incredibly confusing story, uh, as if not more so than the Dalek one. But I, I just enjoy this one head and shoulders above the Dalek one hmm. um, I th- and I say I think it's the fact that it's got humour in it everyone's at the top of their game performance wise I like the Cybermen I, I, I think I prefer Cybermen to the Daleks really? Um, yeah I find uh, the Daleks I think there's just not much you could do with them right um, Right. I like uh, I like the first Dalek story and I like some of the Hartnells but they rapidly become it's like, yeah, what what can you do with them that's new? They're There's just caricatures of what came yeah. before then, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the modern uh, New Who has actually found a couple of interesting uses for the Dalek. But again, even now, it's just become... I, they need resting every now and again, I think. They do, they do, yeah. Okay, well, that's Lytton taken care of. All right, so, yeah, yeah, we've got two confirmed dates, haven't we? We've got 1984 and 1985 London. Yeah, Um, we don't know when Talos is happening. We don't know when the Dalek future is happening. No, no. Um, We've got two other uh, Doctor events happening in 1984, right? Because at the same time in 84, we've got the fourth Doctor somewhere in England for the android invasion. All right, And uh, the fifth Doctor is in England for The Awakening. That's getting crowded, isn't it? So 84 is starting to get crowded. We've got one other event in 85, um, and it's the sixth Doctor again. So he's in 1985 twice. You've got him in London, but you've also got him in Seville for the two Doctors. All right. So potentially also we've got the second Doctor in Seville. As well. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. If you. Yeah. 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 I didn't think about that. Yes. I'm going to change my my thing and put um, second as well. Second and the sixth. All right. Oh, it's getting very full. It is. So's our design rating. Um, we might be disagreeing here on a few things. But, I think we might be. Yeah. I think we might be. But what I thought we would do is we'll do the two Littons. Right. Right. So we've got Resurrection of the Daleks Litton, the Dalek Trooper Litton. 
And then we've got the Litten that we find in Attack of the Cybermen. Right. So, what do you... Because he, cause wear, he wears um, multiple costumes in both, doesn't he? Yeah, so if Resurrection of the Daleks is the Dalek Trooper costume. Ah, okay, yep. Yeah. And what outfit do you want to go for for Attack of the Cybermen? It's going to have to be his, um, his sewer outfit, isn't it? Because that's what he wears the most of. His man so. from Milk Tray outfit? Yeah. Okay. Because that's what ladies love. Yes. All right. A so man in a sewer. <laughs> yes. Delivering milk tray. Yeah. Yes. Um, so so we've got someone delivering milk tray. We've got someone delivering tetley tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. All right. So design-wise, resurrection yes. of the Daleks, Litten. Um, helmet on or helmet off? Helmet on. Oh. Um... Ah, this is uh, you're going to be high in this, but th- I, it gets a mediocre five for me. I like the outfit. I think the helmet just doesn't work. Oh blimey! Yeah, we do disagree. Then um, I gave him a nine because I bloody wow. love love that outfit. Oh, that brings him up a bit. This is I always worry with this on the the humanoid characters that that, that it's like it's almost like we should we should have a score for the the character rather than the design because at the end of the day they're just a bad one yeah it's difficult but okay yeah nine nine and five five that's that makes it a seven all right uh yes seven and i think seven and a half but that would be if it was ten yeah all right so um the attack version the man from milk tray down a sewer version um (coughs) i i I think it's i mean it's it's something you could cosplay literally by going into your drawer and getting a roll neck sweater out and um, tucking it into your trousers uh, I'm gonna, I can't score it higher than the, the Dalek Trooper even with the silly helmet on because I do like the armour on it, I'm going to give it a 5 again a 5, that's yeah. what I gave him alright, so that's design one got a 7, one yeah. got a 5 alright, so if we talk about the effectiveness of the this is where resurrection, it goes, this is where it goes up. Because even with the helmet on and the fact, I think the, the overall sort of the overall thing that Litton brings to it, I think he's a one hundred percent effective. Um, I, I this is this is going to go up to a, a a seven and a half. Okay, all right. Just writing that down and adding the two together and dividing. Um, I gave him a nine still because yeah. I think he's incredibly effective. Yeah. Um, you know the character, the, the way he's portrayed, and everything. So oh, if, I'd, sorry, I I was going on the the effectiveness of the outfit. If we're talking, if we're and talking the character, it's not oh, just okay. the outfit; it's sorry, the character sorry, as well. That's what I said about we needed a separate score. Okay, sorry, I revised that then. Um, I'll agree with you. It's a nine. Yes. I think he's he's brilliant. Yeah. All right, and uh, the attack version of um, him i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a nine as well because i think he's as good if not slightly better in this although he does get the ignoble end so yeah i'm gonna go nine as well i think i think he works on every level see i dropped a point because i you know it's heresy to well, you but i did prefer yeah. him in resurrection of the daleks really yeah yeah I, I, prefer, I, I suppose perhaps that's a perhaps that is one difference between i i much prefer the Blackadder sarcasm litten yeah. than the dead straight. See, that's what I like about him. I like the ruthless, serious yeah. version that's in the uh, in <coughs> Resurrection of the Daleks. I like my killers to have a bit of a sense of humour. 
Yes. <laughs> All right. So well, I'm, ju I'm just score any old Lee. He, he We've certainly never is. had an action figure of him either. Pardon me. We've never had an action figure of him. Have we? Is there an eagle moss? Oh, I don't think there is. Is there an eagle moss of a da just a generic Dalek trooper? I'm going to have to look that up while you tot up All right. the score. I'm, 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 I'm doing my totty and uh, nearly done. This is thrilling, isn't it? It is. Um, no, there's no, no Dalek trooper. All right. Okay. I've, I've, I've come up with the final scores for adversary. Right. All right. Okay. So the resurrection of the Daleks version... Um, yep. Averages an eight. Okay. Okay. Nice. Still, still nice and high. Yep. yep. Nice and high, and in a caravan all by himself, because we have yet to have just a plain eight. All right. All I right. think he would enjoy being on his own. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the caravan down the road is the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark style Gelf. All right. And the and the caravan just up the road at eight point two five is the K one robot. Uh, the Foretold, Sontar and Steyr, and the Zombie Gelf. All right, okay. so he's in, he's, in, he's in not bad company there. Not bad, not bad. Now, you won't like this, but that means uh, the attack of the Cybermen version is only 6.75. So quite a bit lower um, than the 8. He shares a caravan, so yep. this version of Lytton isn't going to be too lonely. He shares a caravan with only one other person, and that's Sill. Actually, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I think they would get on. Oh, I can He'll take the piss out of Sill all yeah, the time. Yeah, can you imagine him needling him? Because Sill's got a very low tolerance of getting annoyed, hasn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah. be, there's an episode I want to see. Yeah. All right, so behind the scenes... Um, yep. On um, Res Resurrection of the Daleks, um, the Dalek troopers in the script, uh, their outfits are described as pressure suits with helmets and visors that obscure faces. So it's not far off apart far from the off. visor, is it? Yeah. Do you know, I, wonder, I wonder if then, because I always thought that the visor they put on it, like you say, it's just a motorcycle one they've stuck on. I, I always thought that might have been a, a late addition. But it does look like a late like addition. Yeah. yeah. So perhaps it wasn't. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, behind, on behind the scenes as well, we have, you mentioned it earlier, so that's interesting. John Nathan Turner's and, and his helmet, right? Okay. Dalek, <laughs> Dalek helmet, yeah. that is. Uh, apparently, he hated them. He hated the uh, the Dalek style helmets. So I I agree with J and T. Yeah, he did. That's a badge. I agree with J and T. <laughs> um, he he disliked them. He didn't want to use yeah. them, but it was too late in the day to change it to anything else. They couldn't make anything else in time. Wonder what he what he objected to. The dildo, maybe. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I've got some more alternative acting choice, actor choices oh, okay. for you, for Lytton. Can, can you see any of these people replacing Maurice? I can't, personally. I, th I think he's perfect in the role. Um, so are you ready? You're ready to go, yeah. All right. Uh, Nicholas Ball. <gasps> he's too smarmy. Mm. I, he's okay. He's not a bad actor, but he's so smarmy. Yeah, no. I All right. Stephen Burkoff. Uh too mad yeah he's too intense yeah. isn't he yeah um, talking about too mad Brian Blessed no did they just put Brian Blessed up for everything? I think oh. they did yeah. um, Tom Chadbon I could play that school girl I yeah. could oh. Tom, Chadbon. Tom Chadbon oh 
Oh, that's an interesting choice. I like a bit of Tom. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it would be a totally different character, but yeah, that would be an interesting choice. Yeah. Kenneth Cope? Uh, good actor, Kenneth Cope. Good actor. Um, and unfortunately renowned for being uh, a carry-on type person. Yes, yeah. I could see him doing it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Paul Darrow, would you believe? Oh, yeah, I would. That would... Uh, would it, be, it would have been too close to Avon, perhaps. I'm trying to imagine Avon in a Dalek trooper so suit with my, the helmet my worry, on. My worry there, I think he would have been okay in Resurrection, but we know what he was like as soon as he got in with Colin. Yes. Ah. Oh, can, uh, you imagine, can you imagine the whole two episodes of... Oh, no, no. No, I maybe take, not. I take it back, yeah. I take it back. Yes. No, no that's not... I didn't, that no. didn't even occur to me. Okay. Um, and lastly, uh, Don H- Henderson, who we've recently been talking about. No. I just don't, I don't think he's a good enough actor. No, no. All Don right. Croucher. Uh, oh, Morris, then. Let's have Morris, a little yes. talk about Morris. Uh, before becoming an actor, he worked as a fairground roustabout. That's a word you don't hear very often so, anymore, yeah, that is, is it? It's a very archaic word, isn't it? Yeah, Can you roustabout. You putting that on your, your CV. Yeah. <laughs> I was a roustabout. Out yeah. on a fairground and. I, I was go- a roundabout. Yeah. yeah, and ghost train operator. Yeah, I could, I could sort of see that. Yes. Do you think that's where he picked up the gift of the, the gab sort of thing? Maybe, yes, yeah. yeah. It says in London he made ends meet waiting on tables until a chance encounter with Tom Courtney encouraged him to audition for a spot at the Central School of Speech and Drama. Wow. Hmm. And he went up for what? One, two, three, four, five roles in Life Force. We haven't done this for a while, but uh, he went up for five roles in Life Force. Well, Uh, I I can see him as... uh... SAS Commander Kane, or whatever. Yeah, that's I one of them. Yeah, I could see him as pref- as the Doctor, whatnot, the Van Helsing. Would that be Bukowski? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Frank Finlay. Yeah, played him. I could see him as that. And um, then we've got Roger Darebridge, and then Lampson and Kelly. Is. All right. I don't. I wonder if one of them's Patrick Stewart. Or something. I don't. Know. Well, I'd have know. to, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, right. I could, I could see him in parts like that. Yes, indeed. Um, that's all I've got on Morris, right? Yep. Um, but Lytton, okay. Um, he has had other adventures, and as I say, it's a bit of a disappointment because what we've been imagining is far better than what to has fair, actually come that, out. <laughs> that, that is usually the case. Um, I, I, I've not. I'm presuming we're talking like Big Finish or something like that, aren't we? No, the, these are books. These oh, are books okay. and the comic. Yeah, I know they've they recently did a Kickstarter for the comic series, and it sat it sounded um, horribly prosaic the storyline mm. to me because I did think about backing it, and then I thought, you know, what? it just doesn't sound very interesting. Um, no, no. What were the other stories? Then? Well, the, all the other stories are set in um, British history, whereas right. I, we should be, have him out there, yeah, working yeah. against the Sontarans, helping the Rutons and stuff like that. But no, we've got apparently in one book, it's set in 1968. He was a major in the British Army and worked alongside Wilson in Saigon, right? Right. Not uh, Sergeant Wilson. No, no, no. Um, Harold Wilson. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, after the Dalek story, this is in a book as well. After the Dalek stories, he spent some time afterwards hiding from the police at the Scoundrels Club. 
So he was just handing, uh, uh, hanging awful. out there. Yep. There's a book called Army of Shadows, and uh, which was set in '86, and it said that surveillance on terrorists such as Gustav Litten prompted a secret United Nations resolution to increase funding for UNIT. Right. Hmm. And and then we've got this crowdfunding thing that you're yeah. talking about. It's set in the '70s. Okay. Um, where he runs a jazz club in Soho. Yeah, I, it just didn't appeal. No, yeah. that's it's, I, yeah. I want to see him. I want to see him striding across a devastated planetscape. I want to see him with his time yeah. machine. You yeah. know, yeah. We need science fiction. These are all like be- yeah. have become thrillers. They've taken the yeah. the science fiction element out of Lytton and just and, yeah, left just him just as left a spy a or a, a. Which is the least the least interesting in, part of him. Hmm. Mm. You know, yeah. I this is weird, isn't it? Because you're not constrained by budget in a book. No, you could do anything yeah. you wanted to. You don't have to have it filmed ten miles from London because you've got to get your cast back to the hotel. Mm. Um, yeah, that is that is disappointing. Yeah, he's he's um he's he's dead now, isn't he, the actor? Yes, he is. He is. Of course, you know, um, we, we, we've got to say, you know, um, he, he's mainly known in this country for Howard's Way, isn't he? Yes, yeah. You know, but he's always been Lytton to me. Yeah, well, I, I, I think of him as Lytton, but also as Coker in Day of the Triffids. Oh, of course. Uh, that, a role, a role in which he is brilliant. He's very he's memorable there. and very Lytton yeah. almost in that yes, as well, yeah. except he's in an army jumper, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it's a great... It's a great role, and it's it's really fleshed out, sort of from the book. He really brings it to life, to the point where when you you sort of read the book, and he's not quite as big a character, and you sort of miss him. Mm. But yeah, he's he's really good in that. But yeah, for a while he was just in Howard's Way. I think I vaguely remember I used to watch Howard's Way on a Monday or something. Once. Well, I think Monday. my mum used to watch yeah. it, and that's yeah, when I, I would go up I to my room because my parents watched it. Yeah. No, I'd just go um, up to my room and read a book or something. That wasn't for me. I could uh, I, I could listen to his voice all day. He's got a great voice. No, oh, yeah. If he did any talking books. Well, you say about this. I mean, this is one of the stories you know that I audio cassette. Yes, yeah, this, this was familiar. And, and yeah, that I can remember it was a bit of a shock when it came out on video and you just see just how bad he looks at the end. Yeah. And how bad the... the, 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 the I can never go to say it probably. The Sirons. Chirons. The cry, cryons. Cry, cryons. Yeah. Keep saying it wrong. Um, yeah, just how poor they appear as well. Yeah. It's, it's really handy that the Cryons name... And they're famous for cryogenics, isn't it? Yes. That's a very Terry. That's Terry would be proud when he. Terry, Terry would be proud, proud indeed. That. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, the special over then. Yes, I enjoyed that one. It was an unusual one. I didn't expect you to go for. Ah, uh, Lytton. Yeah, no, no. I've I've always liked the character, yeah. as I say. I mean, both stories, you know, I've got huge problems with, but you know, yeah. Lytton shines through both of them. Doesn't I he? um. It is weird that. Like we 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 sort of almost trudge through our new Who reviews, and then we get to the special, and it's two stories we both quite like, and it's nearer we like, and it's like we're so hey yay, <laughs> hey. it's um, it, and then of course it's it's uh, 
It's Billy Bob. It's Billy, Billy Bob. Bob. Yep. Next Yay. week it's Billy Bob. It's my turn again, isn't yeah, it? it is. Yes, I'm, I'm intrigued. Right, intrigued. intrigued. All right. Well, it's guessing time again for okay. you and the okay. listener. Yeah. So um, I think you're going to get it almost immediately. Oh. Um, I've gone for the show's first attempt at a godlike being. Oh, let me think. First attempt at a godlike being. Um, the, early, the earliest one I can think of is um, Celestial Toymaker. Got it in one. Really? Oh. Yep. How many yep. episodes have we got of that? I one, I one think there's one. one, but if they do exist. You know, the loose cannon version does exist. Yep. You know. Why do you keep picking the ones we have to be dodgy about race on? Yeah, <laughs> there is that. But yeah. it's a talking point, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is it a is. talking point. Um, I'm gonna have to find a. Thing for a recreation of that because I don't because the episode the episode's on DVD and yes, episode, yeah. there's no uh, it's in that lost in time, but yeah. no, no, loose cannon have done a very good version. I'll send you right. the link, yeah, if you send me the link, and I'll also, you know, when the episode comes out, you know, folks, I actually I might put the link up, you know, like yeah. four or five days before the episode comes out so people maybe could watch it before they listen to the podcast, yeah, because I, I, I don't think that's one I've even got on um, audio. Oh, right, I'm not right. familiar with that one. All That'd right. be interesting, actually, because yeah, I'm not really that familiar at all with it. All right, well, I'll, I'll send you the link shortly, okay? Brilliant, nice one. All right, listener, we'll join us next time, then, where we're back, as, uh, as uh, Ian says, back, back with Billy. Yeah. Back to Billy, yes. Back to Billy. All right, okay. All right, nice cheers. One. Cheers, then, Ian. Thanks, then. Right. Bye. Bye.